Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you serious? This is How to Kill an Hour. I'm Marcus Bronzy. And I'm Funk Butcher. Hey. Ain't heard that voice in a while, have you? Oh, man, I'm telling you. Plenty of ways to kill some time out there right now. You are killing some time with us. How you doing, Funk? I'm all right, you know. I'm I'm, I'm glowing. Gl- glowing? I'm glowing. In female terms, that means you're pregnant, isn't it? Yeah, you got some good news yeah. for us. <laughs> and another one. <laughs> I'm four months. <laughs> Don't tell the dad. Oh, man. I can't wait till men have babies. Yeah. No, no. I can't wait. No. Why not? Uh, Why not? Listen, we've got enough to go through with the man flu. <laughs> they, have to, they have to deal with that, that, that shit. Man flu. You know what, what, what pain and anguish we go through as men? I've, I've read somewhere in, in, a, in an actual uh, bit of writing on the internet from a, a confirmed source. A bit of writing. A bit of writing. Confirmed source in inverted commas, <laughs> but go on. That men actually do struggle with man flu yeah. worse than, than women. And also, women have a higher pain threshold than men as well. So, you know... and Fake uh, news! A lot of my female friends say, listen, women have a higher pain threshold. We have to have a child. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, you do. So does that mean I, if I accept that I have a lower pain threshold, I can't handle flu like you? Man flu is a real thing. Do you know why men have a, why men have a higher pain threshold than women? Why? Because we have to deal with their nagging. (laughs) Wow. Wow. On this episode, (laughs) things that we can get hung out to dry with. That's one nil to funk. One nil. On the misogyny scale. <laughs> so yeah, it's how to kill an hour. We are a, a show that shows you different ways to kill some time. I mean, you may have even forgotten because it's been it's been a little while, hasn't yeah, it, since yeah. we've been back? Yes, and uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, word word on the road is 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 we've just quit. Yeah, we, we just packed up and left yeah. the game. There's been loads of rumors. We quit. Yeah, we've been arrested. I'm, I'm in Guantanamo Bay because with a beard now. <laughs> uh, apparently, I'm a uh, I'm, I'm one of the lead commanders of ISIS. So yeah, they they picked me up when I was walking out to Tesco's. And not that's too why, far off. Yeah, not too far off. Not, not too, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's why I haven't been around. But um, yeah, uh, it's all it's all rumors. All fake news exactly no maybe we should explain a little bit why we've been a- away for a little while mm-hmm. uh but first i think it's only right we share some love back with you the the, the audience that has yes. been saying to us come back where have you been you get into some of what's shirts. really good yeah yeah definitely um hello to sophie richmond uh she she pretty much said uh you know what? she's actually instead of just a shout out she's actually asked us how we feel about sort of all of the scares that have been in London recent happening in London recently. Mm. So 
the most recent one was in Oxford Circus. There was this sort of by scare. Sophie means like terrorism. terrorism yeah, not not spiders or yeah, 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 ice. Yeah, or yeah, it wasn't people scared of snow? Yeah, snow slipping. Yeah, there's been sort of like terrorism scares. Uh, one of them recently was apparently somebody was seen with a gun in Oxford Circus, yeah, the which sh- is our the, shopping district, which in, is the epicenter yeah. of shopping in central London. It literally is one of the most central parts of London, yeah. Oxford Circus, th- that crossroad. Apparently somebody was seen wielding a gun there. Now there are thousands and thousands of people just walking through that area. Mm-hmm. I'd say every half hour, yeah. not even in the hour. But at the time this incident happened is in the lead up to Christmas. Actually, yeah. it was on uh, Black Friday. So it was at the time of like our big sales and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, and, um, old women if, punching each other up for PS4s. Yeah, which is do we have Cyber Monday over here? Yeah, we do. We do now. Yeah, yeah so um, everyone was kind of in the the, the main kind of shopping um, centre. Yeah, um, but this incident was said to have happened. Well, the, the thing is, at the time there was so much misinformation flying around. Yeah, but it's supposed to be in a department store. Uh, called John Lewis. Yeah, and um, Selfridges as well. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it all started from one tweet of someone who's got like a, a huge uh, prominent following on social media and it kind of spread like wildfire yeah. all over the internet. Um, I was at home that evening. I think I was on the, um, on the old PS4 and I yeah. just saw the Twitter feed kind of erupted and yeah. people kind of added fuel to the fire. Uh, what you do, you care about your your loved ones and your, and your nearest and dearest and you're just trying to... Um, send a message on because it's better to be safe than sorry in these instances but no one could actually kind of confirm the the sightings or the claims because a lot of people were taking it from secondhand information so was it a rumor then it was um see here's the thing the person who was kind of behind the the um the the message gaining as much traction as it did was uh, a celebrity in the UK called Ollie Murs. He'd right. previously won the um, a talent contest over here called um, was it was it a pop idol it's X pop factor? idol or X yeah. something yeah. yeah one of one of Simon Cow's um, uh, manu- manufacturers yeah and he sent out a tweet but the nature of his tweet he sounded like he was an eyewitness he was like <laughs> Doug up motherfuckers they're shooting they're trying to kill us everyone run and it literally it was like if you read his initial tweet it was like he was live in the place like Trisha Takanawa from uh, Family Guy you know Trisha Takanawa she's yeah. always in there the the, the, the Asian news correspondent <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was acting like he saw this all live in the flesh and um, he got taken to task for it afterwards for kind of inciting uh, uh, fear and causing panic um, but it, he genuinely seemed uh, apologetic and seemed like he was scared as well so yeah. I, d- I don't know poor Oli maybe he's a bit of a um... a terrorist <laughs> Oli was a terrorist he terrorised people he terrorised with tweets yeah yeah I mean uh, so Sophia's basically what she said was how do you feel personally about traveling around London and using London transport. Now, before you say that, when I saw the message, and because because you did, you were one of the people that shared the message because you cared about people. Yeah. When I saw the message, I looked at it and I was like, if there are people in Oxford Circus, yeah. If I send a message to my people, is that going to cause them to to act out? Yeah. And maybe be part of a stampede where they hurt themselves. Yeah. Or or 
are they, are they going to die because I don't message them? That yeah. was the dilemma yeah. that I had to face. Yeah. And I went with the latter. I didn't yeah. I didn't send the message because I was like, it's going to be out there anyway. Cold-blooded. Yeah, but I just wasn't sure. I had no sources. Like I had no, I mean, really funk. You're, I really, because it was funk, I should have said, yeah, that's a reputable source. That's yeah. a real source. Source. No ketchup. You know, but uh, I was just like, nah, you know, I like to think that if, but what were you looking for? Like a, a BBC News correspondent? Probably, actually? yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's because I'm old school. But even BBC are slow these days. Yeah, that's true. Social media works well quicker yeah. than, uh, you know, the, the, the BBC because there's people there on the scene. They are there tweeting. first. Hello, yeah. we are here reporting for part of Twitter News. And um, can I have your statement, please? And yeah. It's just like, yeah, they are there at the scene yeah. way before your Skies and your Foxes and your CNNs. Yeah. So I think more... and. In this day and age, there's a lot of a distrust for big media corporations and the way they report the news, yeah. especially over here, because we've had um, a real, 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 real big scandal over here in the northwest part of London with the Grenfell thing where the misinformation and the yeah. numbers and it's it's just a mess. So no one really trusts that kind of um, news. news coming from those sources. So mm. your average um, Dagenham Dave yeah. kind of thing reporting on the street. Yeah, we we kind of um, take his word for gospel. Yeah, but how trustful is Dagenham Dave? Ah, yeah, it's a whole, a whole other conversation. The thing is, Ollie Murs sounded like he was John McClane. Uh, yeah, like he, in, he sounded like he was in a, a real action film. He sounded like we needed um, we needed a Liam Neeson yeah. to come and save him. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> are you right? Are you right there, Billy? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Gremlins. Yeah. How you doing? It's not too bad. I'm better than. Oh, well, it could be better. Yeah, I mean, B- Billy. Billy wasn't going to come into the studio today, but yeah. he decided he really wanted us to give us a cold for Christmas. Yeah. So he's come. He's trying his best to share with us. Uh, we need to re- re- remember what mic that is. What mic is that, Billy? Uh, mic three. If you're ever on <laughs> on how to kill an hour, don't go on mic three because Billy's um. Yeah, that was Billy's new single. It's called uh, uh, Mad Cow Disease, coming out in 2018 <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spotify. Spotify. But um, yeah. So. To get back to this point, this is our first shout of many. It's yeah. going to be a good long show. Yeah. Uh, Sophia said, how does it make you going around London feel going around London? Because it makes her feel anxious. Okay. My answer, I'm mm. indifferent. On the way up here, I fell asleep on the tube. So, the yeah. ter- the ter- <laughs> yeah. laughing. The, the terrorists have got to wake me up and let <laughs> me know that they're, here, they're there first. Because yeah. I think what's happened now, unfortunately, is that you get so many instances of these stories. Yeah. The, the, the apathy just builds. And yeah. And you're just like, oh, Again, yeah. hold on, Mr. Bad Guy. Let yeah. me just yeah. like, act scared. And and the fact of the matter is, I know it seems like a bit of a cliche that our mayor and basically every political leader likes to kind of roll out. They won't let us disturb our normal day-to-day practices and they won't strike fear into our daily routines and our daily lives. We have to persevere and carry on and blah, blah, blah. And... I guess it is true. You can't let them deviate from what you need to be doing on the day to day. That is part of the the fundamentals of terrorism. So, I mean, in the instance of that um, situation on Oxford Street, that was a red herring. It was a a, um, um, a false alarm, and it just shows you that yeah, you can't overreact, which some people do yeah. to every instance of news which hits the timeline because. I don't like the guy Donald Trump, but he is right. There's a lot of fake news out there. There is, there is. And also, I mean, Sophie, the way I see it is that if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I could walk out across the street and get run over by a bus. Yeah. 
Do you get me? And or that's could, actually statistically higher. Probably, well. yeah. 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 Probably, yeah. To get hit by a car yeah. or if I'm a cyclist, yeah. it's well more likely for me to get hit. So yeah. to be fair, yeah, you could be super cautious and never come to London because you're living your life in fear. But live a little, man. Yeah. Live a little. And me. If I'm on it, I want to go out with a bang. Yeah. What a way to go. Oh what a way to go. Literally. Literally. Like, could you imagine? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, going, for me, dying quietly yeah. it, it, in a little chair with my favourite record playing is a lovely way to go. Yeah. But nah, that's not going to, that's not really going to be something to talk about. I want to be the sort of guy that goes out with a bang. I want to, I want to go out fighting an arms robber. Yeah. And because of my sacrifice, yeah. thousands of people live. I turn like I'm fighting with him for a gun, with for a gun, yeah. And then I turn the gun around and face it at my own chest because he's behind me. And I fire the gun through my own chest and in- <laughs> incapacitate him as well as myself. <laughs> the melodrama has gone off the scale. Yeah, Marcus is the kind of terrorist that if he was to blow himself up, there'll be confetti as well <laughs> <laughs> and pyrotechnics. I'm the, I'm the terrorist killer, baby. Yeah, I want you to terrorize me. Um, so yeah, Sophie, I just I just feel like. If I'm honest, uh, just live your life. Yeah, L- don't like, worry about straight, it. like you know, you could I don't know electrocute yourself using a toaster. Yeah, in I can the imagine grand- Sophie looking at toasters now, going, <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah. I'll just have the bread. Um, yeah, just dry, please. Yeah, plain. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so London is safe. Yeah, it's safe. As our mayor says, London is open. Yeah, yeah. but being a black man in LA, that's a conversation for another day. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> she said keep up the great work and she'd like some more long episodes we're well, definitely going to get a long yeah. episode here thank let's you, be thank honest you, thank you um, Alexi Nuisance was like what's up with the lack of podcast guys all right. what's going on all right. uh, so yeah appreciate that man Cr- cracking that whip Alexi yeah uh, we're back yeah we're back um, uh, and and that's what's up um, he also asked what we think of the new iPhones we've we've already covered iPhones on the How to Kill an Hour website. We've yeah. actually because we've even though we've not been podding as much recently, How to Kill an Hour dot com, the place where you can get information about everything we talk about on the yeah. show, is rich yeah. with content about new tech and gadgets and things that we've been killing time with. He'd like to hear our opinion on the new iPhones. And I mean, there's a lot of great talent on How to Kill an Hour dot com. Uh, yeah. Mark has done a comparison between the new iPhone 10 and the Google Pixel 2 phone yep. and all the different um, camera capabilities and all that. So you should check that out on the website. Yep. Um, I've I've held steady on it, man. Is Christmas approaching. Mm. I've got three kids and I can't... <laughs> that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I can't really justify um, giving this, this, this huge mammoth of a company even more more of my hard-earned cash and they're going to bring out the iPhone 10 plus 1 next year. The, the iPhone X1. Yeah, X1. XS. Yeah. No, uh, it's iPhone 10. It's I not know. iPhone X. I call it X. If you go- <laughs> Funk asked me, do you remember? <laughs> Before it came out, like after the keynote, Funk messaged me saying, what, it, what did you message me? Like, I said, are you going to get the iPhone X? No, oh, yeah, I, no, no, yeah. no, I said, are you going to get the iPhone 10? And then you sent me a whole load of voice notes using every pun that you could possibly muster with the word X in it. Exhibit yeah. songs, DMX songs. Yeah, this went on for, for quite a while. The X-Men theme tune. Yeah, X-Men theme tune. You know yeah. it, baby. All but, of them. I mean, if you go into um, the Apple store and you ask for an iPhone X. You, yeah. should, you should see the looks they give you. They actually want to murder you on the shop floor. Really? Yeah, Do they yeah, have yeah. to say, sorry, sir, we don't have that in stock? Yeah. It's just like when you go into McDonald's and you ask for, um, uh, can I have Pepsi? 
<laughs> we don't have Pepsi here. We the serve, Pepsi, yeah. We serve Coca-Cola, actually. Yeah. yeah. Can I have a 7-Up? Sorry, we serve Sprite? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, my, my idea on the new iPhone is, is it an amazing step forward... Yeah, I mean, it's got. A cool, I mean, the camera on it's decent. Yeah. I mean, like, I, like, like, Funk pick said, one, pick one, pick one. Well, is it a good enough? Up- I had the seven before. It's a good upgrade for my seven. It's a little bit bigger, so I think they're prepping me for seven plus land. Yeah. The screen's great. The battery life is good so far. Yeah. Uh, bearing in mind it's a brand new phone, I do love the. You know, we do have our hands on a Pixel Two. I do love the Pixel Two. This I, is I the iPhone Ten, yeah. Yeah, versus okay. iPhone Ten. Have you dropped it yet? Camera? Yeah, fucking hell, man. I dropped it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I dropped it, but it's 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 fine. It's fine. I dropped it, and it hit the corner of the it hit the corner of the phone. But the case took them. The oh, you got a case? Of it. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, I, okay. I, I, come on, man. I don't. Do you I don't reckon would it would have survived without the case on? I'd never ever want to even <laughs> contemplate that. It's made out of glass, bruv. Made out of glass, but you know, get that Apple Care, man. Get that accidental cover. If you if you've got tech that's worth over a three hundred quid, get that accidental cover, man. Pay that extra. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good phone. It, to be fair. Camera wise, let's be honest. Google's in a good zone; mm, they're kicking ass. Yeah, but yeah, I can testify to that exactly. But what you forget is, is um, we yeah, because actually Funk actually went and and had a real good bit of uh, this is another thing on the website. Funk, you actually tried out the, the you actually went down to a football match, didn't you? England game. Yep. And you got to try out the 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 Google Pixel Two camera and see yes. what it can do. Yes, I was using the the Google Pixel Two to take pictures of. Our very own England team getting it handed to them, mm. even though it's a nil-nil draw, but it got handed to them by the Brazilian uh, uh, maestros. It was it was a, a spanking. Yeah, it was a spanking. Fair enough. Yeah, but that's the thing. It was a nil-nil draw, but it was just yeah. There was, um, there was levels there. You could tell. You yeah. could tell. But the 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 picture quality. I was at pitch side and I was snapping away, and yeah, yeah man, felt like I could reach into the phone and yeah, and 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 feel the turf. It's amazing, but th- but that's only one element of a phone's experience, like yeah. camera. It's I, an important one. I mean, the main feature when we was kind of given the tutorial of the Google Pixel phone that really leaped out to me, it wasn't even the camera quality. It was that new tech that they were looking to bring out with the, the translator. The, um, the, they've, yes. So Google are bringing out a feature um, which is like an, an ear set, an earplug set, yeah. which um, kind of syncs with their technology and it acts as a translator. Oh, so it's like Google Translate, but live. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they're still working out. I've been looking at that. They're still working out the bugs to make it perfect. Yeah. But I think word for word translation is really hard when you do something like Japanese yeah. to English because mm-hmm. the way in which we order words is a bit backwards. Yeah. Or if we want to look at it the other way around, the way in which they might order words are backwards. Yeah. So like yeah. in their country, it might be to the shops, let's go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we say, let's go to the shop. Mm-hmm. So until they work out those bits, but that will be sick. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the amount of guy, the Casanovas that can go international now. That's a game changer. Yeah. It kind of ties into the storyline of um, um, a game called Metal Gear Solid mm. um, Phantom Pain. How the fuck does this tie into Metal Gear Solid because Phantom Pain? Because I'm glad you asked. How are you going to tie a phone <laughs> to a computer game? Because the main um, uh, narrative of that film is that this the bad guy is basically trying to eliminate all language, all linguistics and make um, one homogenous language and yeah. what he does is he, he puts a bug and the bug resonates and it kind of activates when certain languages are spoken because he's trying to eliminate all these other dialects so there's just one universal dialect so if you so, speak another dialect you you die yeah 
Re- you yeah, died. Yeah. You speak another yeah, language. Exactly. What's yeah. his? What language does he want everyone to talk? So basically, um, I think he's he, he's from a part of the the world where certain groups and certain different nations had come in and invaded his country. So he kills mm. these people from these specific speaking countries. Right. But obviously, what it leads to is that you're going to have, in the end, a group of people all speaking the same language. So what I'm saying with this is set, you're probably looking at a, a, a time where everyone can, is going to be able to understand each other to the point where we're all going to be speaking one language soon. Wow. If you could pick a language for us all to speak, what would it be? Gibberish. <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> Drunk would be a good language to speak. Because then you'd have to get smashed to have a conversation. I'd love that. Um, so I don't know how we got there, but there you go, Alexi. Oh, that was it, the iPhone. Oh, so yeah, in, in summary... Uh, I'm I'm an iOS fan and mm-hmm. and a Mac OS fan. Mm-hmm. It's the 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 ecosystem is still very strong. I'm gonna admit there's some Mac products like the new MacBook Pro. You're not talking about makeup. Uh, uh, no no no. The new the new <laughs> MacBook Pro that is is not. I'm not happy with yeah. it. I've I'm you know if you know me you know I've not got the new shell MacBook Pro. I had to, my new Mac was the old Mac but spec'd out. Yeah, because I like things that can. Compl- I like you know I like to do a shoot, take the SD card out and throw it back, throw, throw it straight into my camera yeah. and things like that. You need dongles for. Yeah. Um, the new iPhone has got wireless charging, which you know is a great little thing. Mm. The the face recognition I'm finding really good in cold weather it's been snowing in the uk recently early december and i've realized i can take my phone out of my pocket even i've got touchscreen gloves press the uh the uh, the standby button mm-hmm. it wakes up reads my face mm-hmm. and i can just hold that standby in button again in the middle again, of a snowstorm in the middle of a snowstorm hold that standby button again and say open itunes podcast app okay. and there you go okay. i'm in podcast so it's it's pretty cool i like it or set an alarm or call somebody all without having to take your phone off because with the other pre with the previous iPhone, yeah. you need to use your thumb recognition. Yeah. You, know, you have to take your thumb out of your glove. So there you go. That's the question I wanted to ask you as a, as a user of it. Mm-hmm. Is there a feature whereby if it doesn't recognize your face, you can enter in the passcode or? Uh, yes. Okay. So there's a little delay. So at night time, when half my face is covered by pillows and, and yeah. blankets, yeah. I'm looking at my phone one eyed. Yeah. Uh yeah, I have to put in the passcode. It, it prompts you to bring yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And apparently if there's a few ways of hacking it. Apparently kids that are around 13, yeah. their faces cuz their features aren't fully developed, they can hack them. Really? Mm. I heard there's a there's a hack where you can hold up a photograph to it and it lands. Really? Is, it, is that true? No. Doesn't oh. work. It needs to be oh. three it needs to be 3D. Billy said that's fake, fake news as fake well. Fake news. Yeah, fake news. It needs to be 3D. A 3D image. Yes, it needs to be a 3D image. So maybe if you wrapped the photograph around uh, uh, a 3D a, model a, a mannequin's head it has it has to have no, the same no, wouldn't work y- like your cheekbones and your nose have to be this is a good question your yeah. cheekbones and your nose has specific distances between them so yeah. it will measure like the space between your, your tip of your nose your cheekbones the way I your eyes see. so somebody managed to hack it by scanning a head and painting a model out of yeah, it but how yeah. many people have the technology to like scan someone's head yeah and then like fake their whole head. Okay. Mission Impossible. This will be something that take two seconds, yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, not not currently uh, possible. We've also got a massive line of shout outs, Funk, as well. We've yeah. only got through two. Do you want to just smash through these ones here? These amazing people who have all got in contact with us, told us that they've been listening, followed, liked content that we've been popping out there. Yes, shouts going out to amazing Arabella, mm-hmm. out to the tour, out to Oliver Reese, out to Deskmate, Gadgets Boy, Romel London. David Burroughs, Ricardo Mantero, Jojo Canati, Brendan Walker, Tony, 
Just mm-hmm. a Brazilian, just one name. Tony. Yeah. You right, Tony. Tony? Just one name in the back of the shirt. Yeah. The new local, Chris Adams, Catherine Hull, Thomas Huckstar, Regular Frog, William Green, Nicholas B.A., Keisha US, Guy Wainwright, Tag Me In Podcast, Glenn Quadra Block and Lick PR. That's right. Also, hello to Lioness as well. She's a she's an original listener. Yes, regularly Shout gets involved in the show. Yeah, love to you. Uh, and yeah, if you ever want to get in contact with us, just hit us up on social media. Any type of social media is at How to Kill an Hour. Mm-hmm. Whatever one you use, mm-hmm. simples. Uh, so now we're going to talk about what's good for Christmas because mm-hmm. we've had our hands on a lot of stuff this year. So let's go through some bits that we think maybe of interest to you around this festive period. Do you know what I mean, Funk? First thing is, is a great bit of tech that we got whizzed over called Cosmo. Now, as I start to talk about this, right, you're going to think that this is something we've seen for years and years and years. Mm. Now, the cool thing about this present is that it's a toy that has a personality. Okay. Now I know you think you're like we've heard this before. Tamagotchis apparently mm. had personality, mm. yeah. Alright. Did they really did they really Is this is this a, a new word that they're using in replacement for AI? Pers- yeah, it, personality. It, it is, yeah, it okay. is, it is. It's AI. But okay. we've heard AI before. Okay, Tamagotchi yeah. we've heard is AI. Yeah. Furbies uh-huh. AI, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Furbies I was told oh they'd sound like you I remember mm. saying they'd sound like you mm. they'd have certain habits and stuff but really mm. it was like a little fluffy toy that just sat there mm. and went yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else have you had I've seen like robotic dogs that mm. apparently have personality yeah. and do tricks now they've been alright mm-hmm. but they've kind of had like a shelf life that means after a day of playing with it kids kind of put them down and go and do something else now what they've done with Cosmo is he's like this little robot, yeah, mm. um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna draw an obvious comparison. You know, Wally. Yeah, yeah. He, and this is gonna be. I'll come back to why the, I'm the using the Disney that. film. The Disney film. Yeah. There's a little robot, and he's got little tracks, and he rolls around, yeah. and, and he's got a really cute personality. Yeah. So one of the main things that they've done with Cosmo is he's this little. I call him like a little a little Wally. Imagine like a smaller version of Wally. Sit, okay. sit on the palm of your hand. Okay. He looks like a little truck, a little bulldozer okay. with a square face at the front. Yeah. And the square face on the front is a little screen okay. where you can see all of his expressions. And he can drive around. He can make sure that he doesn't fall off the edge mm-hmm. of corners mm-hmm. of table. Mm-hmm. And he does little tricks. But And I'll get onto some of those tricks. But as well as tricks and driving around and making sure he doesn't fall off the edge of a table. All right, cool. We've got things that can do that. They've actually encoded personality and AI in him in a very interesting way. Now, they actually approached people who have designed for, and Billy will tell me if I'm wrong, is it Disney and Pixar? Disney and Pixar, isn't it? Pixar, Disney, yeah. And they've actually got the people that worked on production, such as Wally, to create a personality in this robot, which is very much something that makes you get attached to him. Okay. So. Uh, and we've got all of this up at How to Kill Now. You can see videos of it of it, of it doing of it doing its thing. Um, so, did they use the the Pixar and and Disney staff to put in the characteristics yes. of, of the Wally character into this? It's not Wally. It's Cosmo. Okay. It's not okay. Cosmo. Like you okay. know, I want to get this clear. It's not. Okay. It's not like a Wally bit of merchandise. Okay. Uh, it's Cosmo. Cosmo's got its own personality. Good question. Mm-hmm. And literally, uh, they've spent. You can see they've spent so much time on giving him personality that, like I said, it tra- tracks you to mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. interacting with it and playing with it. Mm-hmm. So while while you play with Cosmo, um, you can just put him on a table. 
yeah and he has a little camera in his face and the camera can see your face and it can recognize you so i can he can look at me and i can i can and there's an ipad app where we can input bits of data uh very simply you'll say oh that's marcus he'll look at me and be like marcus so he can look at your expression and see if you're happy see if you're sad see if you're just kind of neutral and stuff like that so little bits of tech like read your face and then yeah. he can react to that but not just like and walks away because they've given him that sort of disney personality yeah he's he reacts in a way that's like, you know, he might, might wave his hands at you to try and get your attention and do something silly to make you smile. Okay. Um, uh, and and that's just him interacting with you, your face, yeah. right? As well as that, he can interact with the environment and some cubes that he's got. He's got these little block cubes that yeah. he uses for various toys, uh, for various um, sort of uh, games that you play with him. So there might be a stacking game mm-hmm. uh, where he stacks up little toys. But if you... Uh, actually, I'll get to that. So speaking about the face recognition, if he looks at you and you don't look at him and give him attention and he keeps trying to get your attention and you don't look at him, he gets a little bit angry sometimes. He might so, shake his hands around in the air and go, ah, So essentially, ah. this is the first product that has incorporated emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah. In, in, you know what, you're right. In fact, they simulate that by, they've got these graphs. I've, I've saw some, actually I saw them, I'm going to be honest, saw it on the Gadget Show. Mm-hmm. They've got some graphs and they actually show that his his... There's like four different layers of human emotion. Mm. I can't remember them. Mm-hmm. But for example, there might be uh, confidence mm. or you know excitement. And he shows you that as you interact with him in different ways, those things change and those things trigger yeah. different reactions from him. Okay. So you don't look at him. Okay. You might get a little bit upset. Mm. Or if you, he's got a gyroscope and then you shake him around, mm-hmm. he gets dizzy and goes... Ugh. Or if you play a game with him, like there's little games like he has a cube... Uh, you know, you hold the cube and he tries to hit the cube, the yeah. other side of the cube, and you have to move the hand, your hand back. Yeah. If he starts battering you, he's he finds it hilarious. If you batter him, if you move away the cube and he can't hit it, he gets a little bit disheartened and upset sometimes. Fascinating. Real interaction, and and also with this, this is just the ver- first version that we've got out because it's hardware. I mean, and if I'm honest, the hardware in it isn't that exciting. It's like. Camera in, in the front of it to recognize you and see yeah. you. It's not like some super 4K camera. It's like a reasonably good camera. Mm-hmm. Like the tech in it is is good, but it's the way that they've programmed it is amazing, and they can keep upgrading it as well. Yeah. So he can interact and play with different things. So he might get happy if he stacks up some blocks. If he, if he but if he stacks up the blocks and you knock them down, he's like, oh, dread. Why'd you do that for? Mm. Really, really interesting. And and also there's like a developing kit you can get to get real into the into the. Uh, uh, the, the coding for it as well and you can code extra stuff in yourself which yeah. I think is great but the, honestly the the personality that I've seen from products has been okay in the past but you, you start talking about it, him like he's a him or a her Cosmo you're like him you're like how's he going like, is he cool is he alright yeah. it's pretty cool man it's pretty cool so what's the age group for this I mean I would I would put this age group easy I mean I don't know what they are sp- officially yeah. but in my opinion I could see a 5 or 6 year old playing okay. with him but, I, but then when you start adding the developing stuff in, yeah. it's 11, 12. Mm. They might get him to, you know, I don't know. I, I, I could see it going on further. Now. I had fun with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah. I'm, and I'm definitely not 12 years old. Mm. Um, what would be interesting if the, is if this toy had the capabilities to evolve in age, in emotional age. So it may start off as a, a toy with, which is designed for um, the age group of someone five, Five, five to ten, let's say, and if it learns at the same pace as a five to ten year old does, it gets the emotional intelligence of someone older. So essentially, 
you have a product for life because as you get older and it picks up certain certain ways you might manifest sadness when you're older is different from when you would manifest it when you're younger. When you're older, you kind of um, mask sadness. And if it could read that, that might be quite interesting if it's actually picking up those things developing th- over time. I think that's definitely the the next stage mm. of AI and toys. It's yeah. something that you get that ages with you. Skynet. Skynet, yeah. <laughs> that's the next stage. Skynet. Yeah. Um, definitely think that that's something that's feasible. If you, if you had, I still think it's a lot of programming, but if you program something where it could learn at a specific pace yeah. and it unlocked different emotions or mm-hmm. different yeah or different behaviors yeah that, that kind of is it is learning as if if it could do it off its own back i don't know quite yet if there's tech out there i mean but you can for example with this you, you can uh, upgrade skills mm-hmm. by playing with him or downloading stuff to the ipad and yeah and there's loads of different skills that will do it and, and he's very aware of his surroundings so you know you try you try and creep up on him and and, and jump on him mm-hmm. and he'll go mm-hmm. like that he'll mm-hmm. react to yeah. to to that and you know games he can do just loads like you know quick tap uh both of you get a cube um and and when it lights up you have to tap on it or cosmo taps on it and oh man i don't know i just feel like it's much more than just a kid's present but it kind of shows that if you program quite simple devices Mm -hmm. and quite simple tech well Mm -hmm. you get an experience out of it that's very human like yeah and and yeah, don't get it twisted. This is not iNet. This isn't something that's just always, you know, it's not going to go off and go to the shops and get you a drink if you mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. But in terms of longevity from entertainment and something that actually has a personality, this is definitely it, you know. Interesting. You throw it, you know, you throw, you, you throw him around a little bit, he won't be happy. Do you know what I mean? But if you play with him, he'll be happy. Yeah. And he doesn't just do the same thing every time. It's not like every single time he's upset, he goes, he yeah. does loads of he racks in loads of different ways yeah very interesting i think you know if you want to get something for your kid over christmas i'd I'd be up for that what's the price point on that at the moment in 2017 it is i'm not googling it i promise it's definitely not being googled and the internet isn't being <laughs> slow uh it's retailing at 230 quid okay but it's not something that i feel like you'd where have you found it for one fifty nine? Amazon. His mate, his mate Dave at the back of a lorry. I'm on Amazon, but if you if you want to get the full spec of the price, uh, where is <laughs> Billy? So Billy, am I looking at dollars? So Billy's what's got Billy one. Is that one fifty nine? Yeah, but pounds. I can't, yeah, is if that, I'm honest, is that pounds or, or Bitcoin, Billy? Pounds. Pounds. Yeah, Bitcoin would be one one tenth. <laughs> one hundred and fifty nine Bitcoin. That's like ten million pounds. Exactly. Uh, but we'll put a link in the show description and yeah. click on that and you can get the current price because okay. uh, depending on when you uh, listen to this podcast, yeah. you know how things are on the internet, yep. internet fluctuate. Like everything else that we talk about on this show, click that link in the description and crack on from there. So what else What, what else you got for me for Christmas? Star Wars shavers. That's right. <laughs> Disney be making that money back, baby. And Di- these, Disney- these, this obviously isn't for five-year-olds. Yeah. Five-year-olds have beards. Yeah, this is not. Yeah, if your five-year-old has a beard... <laughs> Well, I don't know. Early start in the game, but I'd say Disney uh, had they, uh, they've made their money back now, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. That full bill that they dropped on Star Wars, they're making sure that they get that money back. I think for the past, well, since they relaunched like the the second trilogy of the second trilogy, like the the third set of three three films yeah. over the past four years, December 
yeah. has been a, the Star Wars period. It's the Star Wars yeah, period. Like, you, you don't want to release a film around December. Nah, like, yeah. man. You don't yeah. want to. Star Wars is... Summer's Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, and December is yeah. is like is Star Wars. Star Wars is like stepping up to the blocks when you're saying Bolt was in his prime yeah. and you're a runner. Yeah. You're going to do your best. It's game over. But you kind of know mm. they're going to cross the finish line looking at the clock, breaking yeah. the world record, yeah. having eaten some chicken nuggets before the race while you've had to have protein shake. <laughs> you've had to have 60 Red Bulls. It's, it's, you've had to have counseling to get in a mental, mental right state. <laughs> you get me? It's <sighs> silver at best. Yeah, silver at best. But what they've done here is they've hooked up with a great company that's known for making good products, Philips. Mm-hmm. So they've managed to bring the Star Wars experience mm-hmm. To, the, to a man's shave. Okay. I'm going to say this out there straight away. The, one of the things that I did mention is that they should definitely do a, a women's range as well, yep. especially because of the the female protagonist in the new Star Wars films yeah, yeah. is definitely meaning that it's bringing in a lot more, uh, a lot larger female audience, yeah. I feel like. I it's, good, it's good to have a heroine. I haven't seen I thought you were going to say she got a beard in the film. I was thinking, and she does oh, shave. Yeah. She, she, does, she does shave in the film as well. <laughs> She with the force. Spo- spoiler alert. She shaves with a lightsaber. But um, yeah. Now to celebrate the release of Star Wars: The Last Jedi, Philips have collaborated with Star Wars to bring you Star Wars inspired shavers. Yeah. They're calling it Philips Master Your Shave. You will. Uh, the range combines cutting edge technology. Have they really called it that? No, no, no. Oh, it's, that- it's called Philips. It's called Philips Master oh, Your Shave. Man, they missed something. Uh, yeah, I know. That is brilliant. <laughs> Uh, it combines cutting edge technology that we all know and love from Philips and designs that emulate your favourite Star Wars stuff. Uh, I went down for a dinner with um, uh, Otis from the Gadget Show is there actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, shout out Otis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been on an episode. Billy, can you find out what episode Otis has been on and then I'll, I'll tell you. One. One, whoa! Off the top! <laughs> Off the top, Billy! 171. Yeah. No hesitation. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, cool. One one seven one. Um, so yeah, we went down there. We had a little um chat with the marketing manager for the male shaving and grooving. Mm-hmm. Um, we had they talked spoke about shaving, but then when it got down to the shavers itself, they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So they got the they got th- they got three, four, four or five, four or five. They got five ones. I'll go for them real quick. So they've got dark side shavers. So the dark side shavers. <laughs> It's so bro, it's so sick. Okay. So the dark side shavers, yeah, yep. has a has a red and black theme. You know, Jedi's mm-hmm. black black gar- coats, black yeah. coats. What are they called? Black shawls. Yeah. And uh, and and red lightsabers. So they've got that, and it's a premium shaver. That's not the Jedi's. You mean the the um, the Empire? Sith. Sorry, the yes, Sith. Yeah. Sith. Sith. Yeah. Uh, the bad guys. The Siths. Yeah. The baddies. The baddies. Yeah. Uh, and they've got yeah. A hexa- hexagonal pa- pattern. Billy's, Billy's going to hit us with the Star Wars. Um, what have you got for us, Billy? Hang on. I was wrong on that episode, by the way. It's uh, 176. Okay. Billy just shows that if you say it with confidence, one seven you can one sound was, right. Um, he was wrong and strong. What's something else? 171 was with Dev. <laughs> so episode 176 with Otis. Yes. Thank you, Billy. Billy? Yeah? Get right next time. Yeah? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel sorry for Billy. He's, he's, not got any, he's not got an assistant today. I'm well, Bill. Uh, Man flu Better than it was yesterday How you doing? Just sniffly nose Yesterday I had a bit of like a head cold Today That's gone Just got a sniffly nose oh. Pull your socks up Billy Yeah have a Lucas aid And do some push ups man <laughs> 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 um, So yeah they've got uh, Alright I'll go through What the saver's got It's a V-Track Pro Blades Which basically provide Excellent comfort and closeness uh, And the colours are Like I said Black to red gradient Hexagonal patterning 
and topped <laughs> off with the first order logo as a power button. So you actually get the logo of the first order that pa- when it powers up. So it okay. looks like a little lightsaber. Yeah. So each of these shavers have kind of got the logos of of the side of the force that they okay, are representing. Yeah, that looks really nice. Yeah. They, they, they do look cool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Philip's now about shavers, yeah. but they've actually managed to bring that Star Wars experience to it. I'm actually beard gang, but I'm, I'm tempted to, to just shave it all off with just so I can purchase that. It's got edging on it as well, so you can edge up your beard. But I will yeah. say, with, with wet shaving and electric shaving and any type of shaving, you just have to know how to do it. You need the right tools mm-hmm. and you need to know how to do it right. So... Yeah. I I wasn't a fan of beards for a while mm-hmm. because I wasn't shaving my beard right mm-hmm. or I wasn't a fan of wet shaving for a while because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it right. And the same with electric shaving. You just have to, it sounds weird, but you have to kind of find what works for you mm-hmm. and you have to have a, maybe speak to somebody who really knows about shaving, like your mm-hmm. barber or whatever, because mm-hmm. they can give you that advice. So that um, is... that. Um, is designed for a close shave though isn't it you can close shave it yeah that's a close shave definitely a close shave and the next one is also a close shave it's for the good side of the force Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so which is the uh, SW7700 basically it's it's got a totally different colour scheme so yeah much much more like our Luke Skywalker it's got light blue colours gradient into white Uh, it's actually got a Millennium Falcon power button Really? So you yeah, press the I power like button, you see Millennium Falcon. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's freaking cool. The irony of it is that Mark Hamill, who's uh, kind of um, uh, taken back his position as Luke yeah. in, in this new film, has got a big old beard in this film. So He's got a big, yeah. <laughs> he, he needs this. Yeah, he does. He needs a good damn, <laughs> he needs a goddamn shave. Uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so it's got, again, it's got the lightsaber kind of vibe on it as a power yeah. button. So when it powers up, he was clean see, like, shaven before. Vision. Back in the day, before he, he his, was his dad cut off his arm. Yeah, but they have to look. They have to make him look a bit gruff, though, don't yeah. they? They have to. They have to bring him. They have to. They have to make him look aged. He looks kind of like Obi now, doesn't he? <laughs> but Obi, now Obi looked a old man. Obi Wan Kenobi looked a little bit in better shape, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, I like Obi's um, beard. Tr- yeah. rest, rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Obi. Yeah, um, and they've got an X-wing one, the SW six seven hundred. So that's kind of got X-wing. Not X-Wing colours, really. It's got a bit of the grey from the X-Wing, but it's kind of like what the, the, the people, the pilots of the X-Wing wear. So it's kind of got the oranges in, little splashes of red. Have you used any of these yet? Yeah, I have actually used one on the day. I was, I was trimming up, because I've got a beard, but I actually, I low shave underneath my beard to my jawline and I shape with it. Do they make the lightsaber noises? Do they now, go, please ask, <laughs> ask, ask, ask me that in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> ask me that in a few minutes. I did, so there's a BB-8 one that's got the BB-8 colours as yeah. well. Oh, that uh, little brown ball thing. That's it, that's right. Okay. And then they got one for R2, R2-D2 as R2, well. R2. Same colour. R2-D2. R2-D2. They've got a range of functions and the range of functions that they have kind of varies you go up through the range so you know uh, the top level jedi knight ones and sith ones do a lot more have different technology and r2d2 kind of is a bit more simple mm-hmm. uh, and he's at the lower end of the range so yeah there's there's loads of stuff uh, check out all the prices and everything at how now funk you asked me if they make lightsaber noises that's one of the things that we asked yeah we we wanted to know do they do the? Do, do they do it? Do, like do, my, my hand is in my pocket on my wallet. It's it's it's, it's coming out. Do you might go back. That's what you ask if they do yes. that. I want to hear that in the morning as I'm shaving. As you're shaving. Talk to me, Marcus. Call me, call me out my misery. Funk. 
funk. I, I need the force in the morning. I got, Shave man's beard by force. I gotta be honest, bro. They, they don't have it. Ah, they don't have it. I gotta be honest with you. My chest. And I, I the think the dark side's got me. I gotta be honest. I, I think it's just I didn't know that the, the there's licensing around that noise. Really? Means, yeah, there is. Yeah. They've copyrighted the yeah, yeah. How can you copyright How do you even type that in when you're applying for your copyright? I don't know. Can you please copyright the used in my film, please? The what? The used in my film, please. It is classic, though, isn't it? It is classic. Though. That's fascinating. I don't know, man. But yeah, they don't. And I got to be honest, man, they don't, man. And I, I, I was a little bit like, uh, it doesn't take away from the shave, but I think George Lucas didn't miss a trick, did he? <laughs> Maybe in the future we'll get it. Maybe in the future or you can just go on the tube of you and find out on YouTube some sound effects and just play it. Yeah. Get me. He's probably trademarked like blue and red for the lightsabers. Like he, <laughs> he owns those colours as well. Excuse me, is that lightsaber red you're using on your lights? <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to sue you? Yeah, no. But they don't at the moment. But in terms of a premium shave, yeah, that's it. They got they got you, baby. They got you. Okay. They got you. They got you. Uh, another thing that would be pretty cool this year is PSVR. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. doing a lot. Uh, we've got uh, PSVR here at How to Kill Now. We will be reviewing some VR games shortly. And for the complete uh, layman out there, that's PlayStation's virtual reality. Thank you. Headset finger magics. Thank you very much, Funk. Uh, there's been a, a lot of hype around VR over the last year or so. How to Kill Now have been across it since the sort of birth of VR and sort of the different elements that we get from uh, the different VR flavors that are out there. This year's been a big VR year, isn't it? 2017. I think it has. I think it's it's been a year where we started to realize the potential mm-hmm. and the 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 negative effects, mm-hmm. or, or not going to say negative, or what VR can do mm-hmm. and what it can't do. I mean, we've been talking about it in the show. It feels like for an age, and then we've mm. kind of it's kind of led up to the point where now developers are actually making products, and yeah. the price point is right. And yeah. because I think that was the one thing we kind of discussed that. This technology is amazing, but can people really afford it? Exactly, and and it's 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 affording it. Mm-hmm. It's how easy it is to use, mm-hmm. and it's is the content right for it. Mm-hmm. So, h- how can we have games that sell like COD or GTA mm-hmm. in a VR environment? And mm-hmm. I think that's the next challenge they need to find. Yeah, the by far the the best challenge, the best VR experience that we've seen. Or, or one that's really broken out the box and utilised the VR experience has to be Resident Evil. Yeah, I was going to say Has that. to be Resident Evil. But little things that they did to the game is things like they made it very, they made the difference between the power level of you, the user, mm-hmm. and, and the, the, the non-player characters yeah. very, very close. So mm-hmm. you couldn't run away really quickly and hide from a, okay. from a baddie. Okay. You know, like a, a baddie would be could be on you if, if you're not careful yeah. and baddies took quite long to kill mm-hmm. I'm trying not to spoil the story and then they obviously use all the jump scare stuff mm. they really added personality into the stories yeah. they led your hand at certain points because VR is great you can go anywhere mm-hmm. but at certain points you need to be taken by mm-hmm. the hand yeah. um, and we find that that really really worked yeah I've always found really it worked. interesting why uh, a company like um, the company behind Call of Duty haven't jumped into the VR experience. It seems like an obvious There we port. go. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think the, it's how to port it yeah. in a way that works. So we've seen Fallout 4's had a VR iteration that's okay. come out. Um, but I just think it's, it's people need to stop piling VR 
content in the same group as non-VR computer compu- computer games because I, I see them as two different entities now. Yeah. Certain games can cross over, but I feel like the experiences that you can get from VR are very different to the experiences that you can get from computer games. So like VR can do stuff that's, for example, they could put you in an environment where you walk around and look around and explore and take in amazing views and sounds. Mm-hmm. And it can't be done as well if you're just playing on a flat screen. But mm-hmm. if you're talking about like a COD environment where you're running around shooting people up and yeah, stuff, yeah. I've not yet played a game that has crossed that over, has, has put us in a VR situation where I've enjoyed that as much. Or I'm not saying it can't happen, yeah. but as much yet. Do you know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or like I said, Resident Evil works really, really well in VR. In fact, I'm so scared. I've only put on the VR headset for a few minutes playing it. And I was okay. like, it's all right. I'll go back to playing on a normal screen. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it's like so intense yeah. and scary. And I'm a wimp. And then. There's other games that I might like to play. Like there might be like a side scroller, or there might be like Zelda. Do you know what I mean? Like I think Z- Zelda, Zelda would be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, but I'd be cool with not playing that on on VR. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or GTA. There's there's VR people that have, have programmed in VR versions of uh, it. Okay, why would you be okay with not playing Zelda on VR? It seems like such a wide open third, landscape. Third person. Okay. Just enjoying, just enjoying seeing you yeah. know Link run around and do his thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I mean you could experience being Link and looking through yeah. like an open field and would Maybe. that not... Int- yeah, it would. I'd, I'd have a go. Yeah. I'd have a go. But like Super Mario Odyssey, which we'll talk about in a little bit, yeah. I'm cool with not being Mario. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I kind of like seeing Mario yeah. do what he needs to do. Uh, so there's a whole lot of VR out there. I mean, in terms of PlayStation VR, I will say the headset's very comfortable mm-hmm. for long wear and it gives you an easy way of accessing the VR platform if you have a PS4. Okay. All the hardware's there. Yeah. Plug it all in. Mm-hmm. Crack on. And it's quite easy to put together. The instructions are very good. Whereas if you need to get the other two, Oculus or Vive, mm-hmm. then you need to make sure you have a PC which is of spec. Yeah. And why and hook all of that up. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and you have to have a, a PC that's of spec in a room where there's space. Now, I don't know about you, but my PC... Or my 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 computer areas of my house tend to be ones where I can uh, like little nooks. Yeah, like you put a computer in a nook in your house, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but most well, people's yeah computers th- are in corners. Yeah, yeah, corners or in room. Like you yeah. can get away having a little study or something like that, yeah. or a little room. Yeah. Whereas where your PlayStation is, that's more likely going to be one yeah. of the bigger rooms in your house, uh-huh. right? Yeah, because it's a living room area. Yeah. So little things like that. Um. So would you have to have another PC? Would you have to have a, have a gaming laptop? Mm. So these are things that certain people find good or bad. Um. Uh, 3D audio they both have um, I I mean I feel like it's close I think we're in a position where we need somebody to come along with a breakthrough game that pulls VR into a world that that, that we love like so for example there's a game that we're going to be doing some content on the YouTube channel for uh, Star Trek Bridge come on I think it's a very clever way of using VR because it's VR but you sit down and you control the bridge Mm. of a Star Trek of mm. the Star Trek Enterprise yeah and that's a really interesting thing you can do you can play multiplayer there can be people all over the place yeah. you don't necessarily need loads of space as well mm-hmm. but it's a VR experience where you can look around see around the ship see outside the ship fire photon torpedoes mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I like that because I'm a Trekkie but yeah. you might not be a Trekkie you might be yeah. like that's crap yeah um, I feel like a Star Wars VR experience mm-hmm. would be the way to go uh, that would be sick yeah with lightsabers but I, think, yeah, man. I think I'm in a unique position because I haven't actually tried any of the VR headsets yet and I sit in that space where I 
know as much about VR as what I read online yeah. and what I've seen and what you've told me about it. Yeah. And I feel like the key to winning for for VR winning is is PR. Mm. I think that's the key. I think mm. if if you have successful PR, VR can do really well because then you can kind of um, sell to the audience what it actually can do and what it can't do yeah. and what is the best way to use it because I was one of those people that's like mm, Nintendo Wii now I'm a kind of sit down control my hand play game Nintendo Wii always struck me as one of those things where yeah. it's strong suits where games like Dance Dance Revolution and jumping up and down and waving your hands and I'm just like, like that's what I go to the the park and play football for. I don't want to do exercise and and have to have a, a separate change of clothes because I'm all sweaty now cause yeah. playing the game. So VR for me sits in that space of it seems like a very active type of of um, of a, a, a peripheral mm. uh, periphery. Sorry for um, uh, playing games on. It is. It is. It, and most of the you, time but what you just said is this new Star Trek game exactly is that it's exploring sitting yeah. down so there's the static stuff and, and it opens up multiplayer but they're going to miss a big audience if they don't kind of push that yeah. out there that you yeah. can play it sitting down and exactly yeah and the, I mean the great thing about it is if you've got you got your PS4 your PS4 like me yeah. you've got your VR plugged in yeah. you sit at home I sit at home mm. and we're now on the bridge together we're yeah. around yeah so yeah, I think it's great. So that's a winner for me. Yeah, and there's driving games and stuff. You know, it could be done or, or interactive movie experiences and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, and and you know we got we got Oculus here at How to Kill Now. We have got PSVR. Mm. Uh, not got a Vive yet, but we can give you updates of VR as we go through the year. It'll be it'll be, it'll be good taking your VR virginity, bruv. I really look forward to it. Why does that sound like ease it in softly? Why does it sound so like sounds painful? Taking your VR virginity. Baby. Why does it sound like jail talk? You've been jail before, mothers. <laughs> so next uh, <laughs> next is uh, you know talking of VR I saw this amazing video I don't know if I mentioned it before where this guy set up a he went it's, it's like his this, like this viral um, Facebook video with this guy he, you just see it from a first person uh, perspective a bit like um, the the Prodigy video Smack My Bitch Up where you can just see it through the person's eyes kind oh of my gosh yeah Foot up, oh, Billy, please, can you put a link to the Prodigy video, Smack My Bitch Up, in, in the in the How To Get Our Show description? It is one of the best visuals I have seen. It is, it's groundbreaking. It's, yeah. it's one of those visuals where it, it once that, uh, once Prodigy done that, you can never touch that concept visual yeah. again, really, because yeah. everyone's always going to think that you've copied yeah. from that space. Yeah. It was a little bit like, I was talking to someone online the other day, it was, it was a little bit like, in, in terms of visuals, what um, Apex Tin Window Licker done. That that visual, it, it changed the game in terms of how you represent your music. Please describe that visual though. So which one? Apex Twin Liquor. Yeah, so the Apex Twin Window Liquor was was such a kind of like, excuse my language, head fuck, because you are you are in this uh part of uh, I think LA and it was these two pimps and they're rolling up to um this club. But what happens in the video is that the 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 producer, Apex Twin, he begins to occupy every person's face at some point in the video but his face is twisted and contorted and even though that that video must be like well over 10 years old now the kind of the cgi was seamless where it didn't look like these faces are just plastered on to these these female um mm. a- actors kind of thing they actually looked like there were loads of these hideous bearded men in 
amazing bodies and you're watching it, you're like, oh my God, what is going on? <laughs> kind of thing. But um, it's a very trippy video kind of thing. So um, visually, it kind of set the standard. And like the Prodigy video, this done the same thing. So this guy, he's kind of taken from the first person perspective. He's gone out. He's bought this um, um, racing game. He's gone home. He's driving like his Ferrari. So that's a, that's another thing as well. He drives Ferrari to the to the um, the supermarkets. Picked up the game, this racing game. I think it's GTA. Picked up. He's gone back home, and what he's done is in his garage. He's got a a Ferrari like in the garage, and he's got a wide projector screen. And on the top of his on the Ferrari, he's got a projector. He set it up, and he's got the the tires and on the mat so that the car doesn't move anywhere. And he's put the game into the projector, but he's linked up the steering wheel of the car, mm. yeah, to the projector. So it is like the best possible way you can actually get. I know you've got these chairs which kind of yeah. kind of like um, encapsulate what it feels like to be in a racing car. This is th- the next level where. Yeah you feel the roar of the engine oh, and everything sick. but it's linked up to the projector of the screen I'll, ch- I'll see if I can find the video oh, sick. but it's we'll, amazing we'll, um, we'll put links to it in the show yeah. description so uh, Billy's like more fucking links <laughs> smack my bitch up what was it again uh, name of the track and Apex to the window liquor yes, yeah, window yeah. liquor and also uh, so someone who did reuse that same bit but in not such an exciting way is Kanye West all falls down video Yes, but it does yes, not yeah. have anything on the plot twist <laughs> no. of Smack no. My Bitch Up. No. Great video. Uh, also, uh, Google versus Pixel 2. It's going to be something that people are talking about. We mentioned it briefly. Yeah. Um, the war continues. Yeah, we uh, we already spoke about it, but just letting you know, we've got a link uh, in the show description to this where we actually discuss the cameras and what they can do. There's a video and there's a write-up showing how they work with regular photos, skies, portrait mode, uh, and also the selfie facing portrait mode and you yeah. can kind of have a look and get your opinion on it. Yeah, you know, I said it before, man, I think the Pixel blows away the iPhone camera in certain ways, but yeah. there are certain elements you might prefer the look of the iPhone mm-hmm. camera because I feel like the iPhone camera in portrait mode, it beautifies you a little bit by softening your face a little yeah. piece as yeah. well. So who knows, man, like you can have a look and, and let us know how you yeah. feel about it there. But um, yeah, so check that out. Uh, another thing, we sent Molly from the How to Kill an Hour our gang down to do some augmented reality cocktails. <laughs> it is, as, as you know, when you think about mixology cocktails, you think about, hello, sir, what can I get you? And you're like, I'll have an, a, a martini. Is or that a, actually a real thing? Mixology, is that what they call it? Yeah, mixologist. I'm going to come off of them because my label's called Houseology. I don't like that. Really? Yeah. You could do a cocktail night with house called Mixology <laughs> versus Houseology. There you go. Um, so augmented reality is so it's basically Tim Tom Cruise in it. Like, <laughs> what was that film he had? It's co- cocktail in it. Uh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's he's it. like a bartender. And that's it. That was the time when I yeah I tried it and I smashed a few glasses in my house when I was about six seven years old. He tried to do the flippy flippy yeah, spinny spinny flip stuff. It, yeah. No. What's the craziest thing you've seen a, a, a mixologist cocktail guy do? Because in Napa, I in Napa in yeah. 07 or 06, yeah. I saw a guy throw a bottle and it hit the floor and bounced up again into really? his hand. I don't know how he fucking did it. He threw a bottle at the floor and it bounced off the floor and he caught it again. If you are a mixologist or you have seen this, please let us know <laughs> at How to Kill an Hour on socials. Please. He threw a bottle at the floor and it bounced. I'm not an idiot. I remember these things. <laughs> I remember looking at him thinking, "What have you ever seen anything like that before, Bill? With someone dropping it on the floor and then... No, he, th- he threw it so like the corner hit the floor and he caught it again. 
No, I've only seen people throw it up in the air and catch it. I've never seen people yeah, I've seen throw that. it on the floor and bounce. What, on concrete floor? You like, the bar floor was hard, man. Okay. Oh, imagine he got me and it was like a little yeah, springy floor. That's what I was thinking, no, yeah. but I heard it go like, so yeah, uh, that's mad. I don't know, it's nuts. Interesting. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, what's the craziest thing? Well, you're not a drinker, so what do no. you do with regards to cocky towels? Um, I've seen a can of Coke drop on the floor, but the can just dented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah that's why a non-alcoholic experience of it yeah i guess fair enough all right i guess that, that's that's the thing though if you don't drink alcohol there's no kind of pizzazz or the way our drinks are served like, i don't get a lemonade spun around like nah. someone's finger and hey you can get mocktails but i feel like they don't put in the I same mean, look, at, look, look at that this <laughs> this is we're in the age of diversity and equality why do they call it mocktails because it's like mocking a cocktail, exactly. isn't it? Exactly, mockery. They're, <laughs> they're mocking the fact that I don't drink alcohol. And this is what I'm against in 2017 leading to 2018. We need some more equality here for all No, they're not, they're not against you. you. All, all it is, Funk, is they're just saying... I think non-drinkers, nah. non-drinkers contribute just as much to the nighttime economy and the bar spend as you guys who like your alcohol well i'll tell you Thank what you. i'll tell you what yeah here's here's a little secret about bars the margin they make on a coca-cola yeah is a ama- like a regular bar i'm not talking about a bougie bar it's different okay. the margin they make on a splash of coke is amazing so like what would you say a can of coke would cost you well, how uh, much no not it? can sorry a, a glass of coke and a, and a bar oh in a bar mid-level bar after the bottle of water i just bought today which was a, a 500 milliliter bottle of water and it was priced at one pound 70 yeah <laughs> Um, which should retail in London at about 60, 70p because a, yeah. a, a, a litre bottle of Evian is about a pound. Yeah. Um, what's a can of Coke? Can of Coke 60p now? Yeah. So what would you call like a, a glass of Coke? Of any- <coughs> oh. Yeah, go on, sorry. A glass of Coke. I think you're paying for the glass. Like you can actually take the glass home with you. No, that's- no. Because <laughs> that's, that's what the price would suggest. The markup on it would would suggest that you're paying for the glass actually that you can take it home as a freebie. Mm. So you're talking about two pound. Okay, two pound. Do you want to know how much that splash of coke probably costs? Go on. 
like 12p max because yeah, it comes from like a, a, a multi-pack so they're making like <laughs> you know something shit 190 percent on it and if you were to get like a shot of i don't know whiskey in a glass whatever i'd, I'd be i'll be extra you might get charged like a fiver yeah yeah but the whiskey is going to cost like i don't know like a lot more yeah they're going to make more margin basically yeah, is what i'm yeah, getting at and yeah. coke's easy to make transport just put a little bit of syrup yeah. In the thing downstairs and get yeah. it firing up. So, yeah, man, it's. Um, all right, all right. What are you trying to say? It, it, take, it takes you're, you're, more. You're supporting bars. Huh? You're supporting bars. They make more money off you. Yeah. So, yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. But I, I think what you're trying to say is that there's, there's more effort going into making alcoholic beverages. That's why. There is. There is more effort because if you think about the brewing process and that before it comes, then. yeah, before it comes to you, a lot more work goes in. Whereas, sorry, Coca-Cola, your formula has just been a formula for years. <laughs> you send that syrup over, baby, and then we make it happen. We mix it with some water. So, yeah. But anyway, this place here, I like okay. <laughs> for drinkers. But we sent Molly down there. But, uh, you know Pokemon Go? Yeah. Augmented reality, yeah? yeah? You point yeah. your phone at something and you see a Pokemon, you catch it. This is like that but for cocktails so they have <laughs> special uh coasters for your cocktails and special markings on the table and depending on the cocktail you get you download a special app point your phone at the cocktail and then your cocktail like has an actions and things that dance around it and stuff like that so imagine like you bought a coke yeah, yeah. by itself yeah. from there because that's the, they did a coca-cola cocktail funk yeah you point your phone at it with okay. the app okay and and then your coca you have me like a coca-cola Polar bear, maybe. Okay. A very sober one. Yeah. Skating around it and stuff like that. So it's just like fun, man. Like it's like added that level of augmentedness to your meals. Oh, okay. I was panicking. I thought it was a case of you're pretending to mix cocktails that aren't really there. So you oh. go aug- oh. augmented, augmented oh. cocktails. So uh, it's uh, just like you mean an empty glass? Yeah. An empty- <laughs> so I thought they were charging people for the experience of mixing air but it's not you've, nah, you've, nah, you've put my fears to rest okay yeah no nah, they make cocktails but they're quite in- interesting they're not just like little things dancing around sometimes you'll point your your app at it and all you'll be able to see on your screen is a mad design and your cocktail around it as well so okay. there'll be certain designs which take up the whole of your phone screen okay and you literally just see a bit of your cocktail and it's it's just fun i think mm. it's a fun way of using augmented reality to sort of enjoy something that we all like to enjoy, which is a Do you know the, beverage. The, the irony of it is that if you have enough drinks anyway, you start to see those kind of things anyway. So it's <laughs> <laughs> that's the effects of alcohol. Alcohol doesn't make me hallucinate, bruv. <laughs> Come on. Uh, another thing that's good for Christmas, I think you will agree with, I'll let you take the handles on this funk and you Billy Boy as well. Mario Super, Mario Super? Super Mario, Mario Odyssey. Mario Super, Mario Super Odyssey. Odyssey. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey, man. Yes. You want to you you touch on that, Billy? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. How far are you in the game? Because uh, I've finished it. I've just finished um, New York. Nah, you see, I've said I've finished it. You, you, you just said you finished the stage. I finished the whole game, man. So talk to us about the experience, though, guys. Come on, I know, I know you've got a completer over here. Someone who's done you talk like from the start. What was what were you expecting from Super Mario Odyssey, and what did it deliver? I've I, was got, just, I was expecting big things, and big things happened. Yeah. yeah so, uh, if you've got a Switch, there's two games you have to have Zelda and Mario. And I would attest to that. Yeah. This this game, um, initially, when they kind of released the news of they've got this, this Mario Odyssey game, this kind of like 3D RPG kind of um, 
uh, version of of Mario. I was a little bit dubious because I've, I've always kind of experienced Mario in in a two D settings, kind of scrolling across the screen and and whatnot, left to right. Just that's the way Mario's always been best at kind of showcasing itself. But this game is deserved of all the high scores it's got. I mean, right. every magazine has given it like whatever your five out of five, so your ten out of tens. It is really up there, and it, the thing is, is that it's a it's a different experience to Zelda, but it's just as enjoyable. And it's not like I mean, I've I play it. My son plays it. My oldest son plays it. Um, my second oldest son, we we he enjoys uh, watching his brother play it. And so the different age groups who kind of can engage with the the little aspects of it. I mean, it's just kind of the age that we're at now where if you were to go to watch a, a, a Disney Pixar film, it's not just the, the aesthetics of it are designed for the kids, but there's little in-jokes in there that the adults will get. So, oh, it's, okay. the same, so it's the same thing with this Mario game where it's got little references in it which resonate with the 80s child who's playing it because when you go to new york city there's a little tribute to donkey kong yeah and the donkey kong tribute is of the old school donkey kong not donkey kong that came out on the the dreamcast or the, the n64 the old school donkey kong scrolling remember when nintendo had that console which which is like a, a orange. Hand, it was orange, orange, orange orange flip, orange flip out flip kind out. of yeah, yeah where the the they had two screens and the, the 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 top screen used to filter down into the bottom screen. They've got an ode to that in in Mario Odyssey. Wow! Kind of Sorry to spoil it for people, but you've probably seen it online anyway. But you still need to see it, and it's like it's really really well done. That was from the days before consoles or handheld consoles being interchangeable. You bought a, a console, and it was one game. Yeah. In that console, and that was it. Yeah, that was Nintendo's journey on the way to Game Boy. Yeah, I had that Super Mario game. Oh, my parents yeah. loved me, man. That must have been well expensive. Marcus just realising. Yeah. Up until that point, he was a bit like, oh, do they? Do they? Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. I used to have to rattle my metal <laughs> cup against the bars a couple of times to get water at night time. <laughs> but other than that. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, that was Set a classic. Free. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Yeah, cool. So that says Easter eggs in it. Yeah. Um, in terms of the introduction to the game, how was it? E- how because you're, I feel like you and Billy, you're, you both played Mario sixty four, right? No, I haven't. You not, no, not played sixty four. Right? Okay, cool. You, but you played Mario sixty four. He's not old enough. He's not older. <laughs> it was out when I was when I was still around when you were two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that, so when the when the dinosaurs and yeah when, yeah. when the TV was in black and white. Um. So you've played Mario sixty four. Yeah. So as someone who's played sixty four, do you feel like it was just kind of a bit like? In terms of playing it, you were just continuing that journey in terms of gameplay. It was quite easy to get into the way he moves around. Nah, it's a million times better. Okay. I mean, the, is it a different mechanic though? Yeah, it's a okay. different mechanic, obviously, because you're using the switch, and part of the switch is that it's censored. So the way you move your hat, it, it kind of correlates to how you kind of maneuver the handsets with the switch. So a flick of the wrist can make the hat flick and do a three sixty kind of um, okay. um, movement. And um, um, do you see yourself using the um, motion bits. I don't. I don't. I, you can do it, but I don't really. Use so you them. stay. Cli- you stay clipped yeah. on, Billy. Yeah. You stay clipped on. Yeah. While you're playing it, and I you, say, you. I say clipped on, but my son, he he detaches it and kind of uses it as a kind of like nunchucks and gets very physical with it, which and, is great. And you can do more with the nunchucks out than you can with them on the. Yeah, control, the, a lot of the hat movements are easier if you if you dis, uh, disconnect the handsets. So okay. there's a there's a movement where you can make the hat 
uh, Mario wears spin around you in a 360 motion to kill all the enemies. That works better if you kind of ha- are holding each of the, the Joy-Cons and you move sharply to your left or your right. I mean, you can still use it when it's plugged in. Yeah. But it's difficult. Yeah, because you know that you'd have to move the whole Nintendo Switch to the left or the right and it might fl- fly out your hand and, yeah, okay. tears. <laughs> it plays a lot like, it sounds weird, but it plays a lot like a, like the old 2D side scroller Mario, but in 3D setting, mm-hmm. would, would you say? Yeah, because obviously there's elements where you're playing in the uh, Mario Odyssey and you go into a 2D mode. Sick. Yeah, and I think that's that's really clever as well. That's good. Yeah. Cool, cool. And what was it like, Billy, just to pick up the, your first ever 3D iteration of Mario running around, gameplay-wise? Just like pick up and play. Nothing good, really easy, yeah? Nothing really pretty intuitive. difficult to learn, just, just pick up and play as you would do like a regular game. Yeah. Cool, cool. And what's the, what's the soundtrack like in the game as well? Like, cause, you know, like you said, there's like little Easter eggs and stuff in there. So yeah. what's it like? Is it like... It's just so well done. I mean, what they've done is... <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Mario Odyssey is that um, the team behind it, their PR, their marketing was absolutely dynamite. This is this is how it worked for me. This is how I came about buying Mario Odyssey. So they've obviously put out the 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 kind of the, the press that this game is coming, whatnot. But we're still riding off the back of um, Zelda. Um, They've just they've released around October time FIFA, um, Street Fighter, Mario so Kart. Mar- Mario Kart. So Mario Odyssey, it was still a strong title, but there was other kind of prominent names and developers who'd kind of put their their names into the hat. So it it was kind of as as a news feature, it kind of fallen by the wayside. What they've done is they put out this this video in the lead up about a month or or, or about yeah about six weeks before. The, the game was due to drop. And what it was, it was a, a visual of Mario, a 3D v- version, of Ma- version of Mario dancing in kind of like a 1940s kind of setting of New York. But he was dancing to this theme track, this theme tune, which later became the, the theme tune of the New York City stage. What that... F- <laughs> What that future does, yeah, it indoctrinated my kids, yeah, and then they started singing this track day in, day out, day in, day out, kind of thing. And it's it's catchy. It's like a jazz number. And what happened is that that kind of um, drove the, the the whole marketing because no one had seen Mario in a kind of like a three D setting like that, kind of dancing and doing all these kind of jazz moves and whatnot. And there's actual part of the game where you act actively need to recreate that moment by getting um, am I saying too much Billy? No no no, no. Yeah, yeah. so there's actually part of that game where you actually need to um, recreate that by collecting the different facets of the band so you need yeah. the bass player you need the drums guy you need the the um, the guitarist and uh, uh, the horns player and you bring them all together and then you make that soundtrack from the game yeah. kind of thing so but in the lead up to it I think one of the strong suits was the fact that they had this this song going all over the socials when you go into like the, the the news network part of the Nintendo Switch that was kind of like the main thing they were plugging really in. yeah yeah so Nintendo Switch have got a news platform on there yeah and, yeah and that video was there to kind of watch like I think many- one of the good things about it is it's not just like a linear game no. you, can, you have to go back and collect all the bits and that yeah, yeah but another good thing about it as well with the boss battles it's not as simple as beat him up you get points. You have to figure out how to do it. And one of the bosses, I had to uh, redo it about 10 times. I couldn't figure out how to beat him. 
just like, what do I have to do here? Is that, mm-hmm. Did you struggle at all when you were trying to figure um, out? Because I kind of knew that in my, my past experiences of um, Mario bosses, they're never really hard. I mean, generally, it always has to be, it's always, it always has been a case of you hit him on the head three times and then that's kind of it. Yeah, that was the main bit. But yeah. But you just have to... beforehand was, yeah. like, what do you have to do? But um, like you said, the shelf life of the game is is really, really brilliant because even when you've completed it, there's always this, there's this thing of... Um, um, there's all these extra parts that you need to get and all these extra moons that you need to collect and, and whatnot. So um, the kind of the, the initial narrative, it might feel like you can get it done pretty quickly, but to actually complete complete the game, there's a lot left. So I think it's a bit like Zelda. Like Zelda is massive. <laughs> is massive, but... Um, uh, there's so many extras to it which kind of extend the, the lifespan of the game. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all in all, would you say this is a good Christmas present? I think in Nintendo need to give themselves not just a pat on the back. Yeah, they need to break out the champers. What they've done this year has probably been one of the greatest comebacks in electronic entertainment. It was a, li- it was a little bit like what we hoped BlackBerry were going to accomplish when... <laughs> Blackberry said that they were gonna re-release handsets, or no, they were gonna they were gonna ditch handsets and go into hard uh, software and try and come back that way strong. Or when when Nokia tried to release their smartphone kind of thing after um, we'd already seen the iPhone, this is what we kind of this this is what Nintendo have done. Ten Ninten- million units sold. Yeah, crazy, crazy. The way they've kind of. And they've cleaned up on the awards this year as well in terms of um, Nintendo Switch. It's won so many awards for um, kind of best gadget of the year and whatnot. And the sales, yeah. Like you said, they've sold 10 million. I think it's going to be on every kid's Christmas list this year. I was glad I got mine in, in March, but the price is probably still held this year. It's not gonna It's not going to drop. It's not going to be any sales in regards to it. Why would they need to? Okay, fair enough. Kicked ass. Uh, we've got some more games to talk about in a moment, but let's uh, switch it up to some computer gaming related uh, merchandise, which you've actually just got in the office today. Uh, that is Numskull. Uh, they've sent us over some Crimbo jumpers, which are uh, Christmas jumpers, which are themed with different computer games. They've got loads of different types. Uh, Fallout 4, Wonder Woman, Batman, Doctor Who, Assassin's Creed, PlayStation branded ones, and Street Fighter, and more I've had Numskull stuff before. They've given us some dope t-shirts. But at Christmas time, you've got to be a little bit funky with your Christmas jumper. You've got to, I think, the levels of Christmas jumper now, a cheeky comment isn't enough. No. A light on a reindeer's nose isn't enough. No. I mean, the reindeer boob thing that's going around Manchester, apparently, again, where (laughs) women are cutting out space for a boob and putting a a reindeer's nose on their nipple. Really? Yeah. Where? Yeah. it's uh, apparently happening more in Manchester than anywhere else. But okay, it, let me just go on trainline.com, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> book my ticket. But I feel like that's that's happened a couple of years ago. That's not that excitement. I feel like trying to do too much with the jumper yeah. is, is is not the one. I think Funk's got a great Christmas one on at the moment, which kind of represents him. This is as Christmassy as it gets. Yeah, the Grinch. The Grinch. Yeah, it's just a simple red jumper with a white writing on it. But the numbskull stuff is how you represent your gaming 
preferences mm-hmm. uh they sent us over quite a bunch actually uh funk you got the you got the batman one though yeah Jingle batman one bells, is dope batman smells batman one looks so dope yeah. uh it's just like got the proper it's like i feel like it's keaton black batman mm-hmm. it's kind of touching on that yeah because it's got that yellow from the first batman yeah, film yeah of 1989 my favorite batman and i've got a wonder woman one where she's got uh she's holding together her bracelets yeah, you know that because that obviously taps into your 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 feminine power. The, I, think I am a wondrous woman. I think if I was a woman, I would be a wonderful delight. Uh, check those out at, <laughs> at Numskull's website, or if you actually head to howtokillanhour.com, you will be able to get uh, info on all of these things. They've got loads of Christmassy stuff that's coming up, actually. Yeah, uh, you, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying my best, my best, Marcus, to hold my tongue, and I can't because you mentioning Wonder Woman makes me want to bring up that scene from Justice League, and yeah, I, I, I can't. I, like, it's, it, I went home that night. Do you know when you're you're in your bed and like you're asleep, but your eyes are open? My eyes were open. I was sleeping with my eyes open that night, Billy. It was so basically me and Marcus had the the pleasure of seeing Justice League. And there was one scene in it, one scene which really, really, uh, we, me and Marcus, like, we we synchronized our look at each other in amazement, like, what has just happened? So there's this scene where the um, the main kind of antagonist, he's he's gone to the the place that where uh, to get the final piece of his power source, one of the pieces of his power source, and it's it's being protected by the Amazonians. In their in their part of the world, which is kind of like hidden in in secrecy, there's like a a cloak where no one else can see this this island, and there's a chase scene, yeah, and man, the the the, the see when we were kids, yeah, uh, Billy, um, when me and Marcus were kids, there was this <laughs> there was this film, yeah, uh, called um, Jason and the Argonauts, oh, and um, and Sinbad. And it used stop camera motion, like it was that kind of. Sp- remember, remember those films, Marcus? Yeah, those kind, yeah. Of, those kind of special effects. Defo. It was real, real dodgy. Yeah, like that look. <laughs> that look. That CGI sequence looked like it cost as much as the can of coke in some of these clubs. Yeah, yeah. it looked mad, mad, mad cheap, and it hurt me as a DC fanatic, as a lover of Batman. That the way that was executed. Oh, it was. How did it make you feel, Funk? You got you got to chuck in some sad music in 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 post, man. Because I was, yeah, I was was gutted. What was it, Funk? I spent over thirty years with this brand, and this is how they do me, Funk. I mean, seriously. If you're listening, yeah, Justice League, DC, Warner Brothers, whoever, whoever is behind, whatever, do you know what, yeah, I'm even coming at you, Christopher Nolan, because you have handed over the franchise to the most disrespectful bunch of people ever in Hollywood, right? And I'm talking... They have no care, no passion, no love, no attention to detail. And what they've done, they've loaded up a series of images 
shot on a Nokia <laughs> with a dash of Photoshop and they tried to pass it off on the red carpet. Funk. I know, man. What Funk's referring to is, is the CGI situation uh, in the film where a lot of people have mentioned that they think they could have done better in, in, in 2017. If you're fully animating a character, which we're going to see with Thanos on the Marvel side of things, aren't they? Is, is, gonna be, is, is, is he? I think he's fully CGI. Yeah. They might have a body no, he's doubling. Not. Is, it, is it, it not? It's, it's, um, it's Josh Brolin. Is it Josh Brolin? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of work, though, yeah. on, on, the, on the face done. Yeah. Uh, so is his face going to be part prosthetics, prosthetics and part yeah. CGI? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because if you fully CGI somebody, yeah. then it does actually. Uh, it's just hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard. You, you but know, this character. Because we can tell. This character, it wasn't. It was the movement. Mm. It was the movement that was very. Mm. It was very sketchy. Like this, that. What's the character's name? I can't remember that that horned. Oh, I don't know what his name is, but yeah. he was chasing after one yeah. of the Amazonian women. They were they were riding the horses, and just the movement that she was running at. Yeah, she looked like she was running on the treadmill. Oh, that's it, Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf. Yeah. Yeah. So she looked like she was running on the treadmill, but. It just it just looked very okay. very very odd. All right, let's so let's which you, leads which leads me on to the next bit of news which <laughs> I've heard, which is that apparently there is very 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 strong information behind this that they're going to scrap the whole thing. I'm, I'm do you know what I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm a I'm a big fan of DC. Yeah, Batman is my favorite superhero. Yeah. I will I will fight to the death. People say that he's not even a proper serial superhero. He hasn't got powers. Batman's my guy. If I could be a superhero. Mm-hmm. Batman is probably the DC guy I'd be. A lot of people would be Superman, mm-hmm. but I would be Batman. Yeah. Right? But I feel like, and this is all joking aside, like we can rip the franchise and say it aren't shit or whatever, but real constructive criticism. And I think it's interesting you say that, Funk, is because we had a very similar conversation after the film, didn't we? Yeah. We both said to each other that we think that the best thing that they should have done is take their time with the franchise. Yeah. Fuck what Avengers are doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're years behind. Don't forget the first X-Men film came out 20 years ago. Yeah. No. 17 years yeah, ago. Yeah, 17, yeah, 17 years yeah, ago. Yeah. Huh? Sorry? What? Yeah, it did. 17. Yeah. Find out, yeah, find yeah, out when yeah, X-Men, yeah. Find out when Seven, X-Men 1 17, came out. Avengers Infinity War yeah. is, is a combination of 17 years yeah. of storyline. Yeah. And it's not even including the other Hulk films. So it's only exactly. including one Hulk film. Yeah. And... Um, not including the the Fox X, yeah. Not yeah. including the Fox X Men films. It's not including Fantastic Four. Yeah, but it's including oh. seventeen years. Exactly. So what they've had to do is they've had to build when they're making their part of the franchise. They've had to realize what we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. So we've watched X Men already. So yeah. Avengers kind of took up the storyline yeah. and went from there. Like, and yes, there's been confusing parts. Like we've seen two different versions of the same speed star. Yeah. yeah and two different stories. Yeah. Right. Cool. All right. I get it. But what what you find the Avengers the Avengers uh, journey is done and the X-Men journey is done yeah uh, even though they're both the same universe but as you mentioned owned by different yeah. uh, franchises not uh, for companies. long yeah not for long that's yeah. a great yep, idea yep, yep. is that they've been aware of what's out there and they've kind of just ignored it and done their own thing yeah. and paced it with yeah. the way it works for yeah. them so to get to old man Logan yeah yeah, you know from the Logan that we've seen or the Wolverine that we've seen 17 years ago yeah that's a long journey to yeah. get to that yeah. and what you can't do I'm not saying it's impossible, but what you can't guarantee you can do is build up that same amount of momentum off a couple of years. Yeah. Get me? So, you know... There's we, literally about a seven-year gap between when Deadpool first 
was showcased in the Wolverine film, yeah. and then his first his his yeah. um, headline film. Exactly, yeah. and they, and and they didn't do it right, yeah. so they just rewrote it and yeah. scripted it, and even yeah. you know Deadpool being Deadpool can crack joke about yeah. it, but um. You know, then they've not got certain characters right, so they've kind of taken their time to yeah. let us forget about them and come back to them. And there's nothing wrong with the DC franchise saying, right, we're going to start this in 2014, 2015, yeah. and we're going to get a character right. We're going to give them an origin story. We're going to take our time with them yeah. and build up a 20 year plan. Mm-hmm. It, it, fans will wait. Yeah, fans will wait. If you give them good tidbits, they will wait. And what they've done now is they've tried to rush and get to the Avengers first film. Yeah. Without any backstory, yeah. Without any sort of, you know, we had Iron Man. Iron Man really boosted the franchise. Where, where have we had that Batman series of films to? Because Batman and Iron Man, I feel like they're kind of counterparts, aren't they? Yeah. We've not had enough Batman from. No. We've not even had the right Batman. No. Sorry, Ben Affleck. No. So I, I, I agree with you, Funk. I think it needs to be flattened the franchise, and they need to take their time. It's a shame because Wonder Woman was so fucking good. Yeah. Wonder Woman was a great film. And I think that's where the decision comes from. The decision comes from since they've rebooted um, the DC franchise, since Nolan has stepped away from um, directing the Batman, is that what they've they've done is 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 that they've tried to incorporate the previous three films that Nolan have done mm. into the DC narrative, the story, the, the universe, but it hasn't. It starts from Man of Steel. Mm. So you've got Man of Steel, you've got one Wonder Woman film, you've got Batman versus Superman, and then you've got Justice League. Yeah. And it's just like... But where can, was the Batman origin? How can you just go to Batman versus Superman? Yeah. How can you have that? Because what they... Ch- this They're is rushing the rush- it. Yeah, because you've got the Batman origin in Batman versus Superman. But you can't cram that in. Yeah. You can't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, like you're cramming in yeah. too much. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. The kid in me wants to see Batman versus Superman, X-Men, Capcom, yeah. SNK yeah. crossover yeah. with some Tekken and Pokemon in there. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see that eventually. <laughs> or maybe yeah. they were super. Star Wars. Or Let's may- get that in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Or but- maybe they were super lazy and thought that the Batman origin yeah. is actually the TV series Gotham. Psh. Maybe, it, maybe. It has, that's the only logical reason because maybe, like, maybe. DC are doing pretty well on the TV franchise things. T- TV's good. Yeah, T- DC's good on TV. With the Flash, yeah, um, uh, Gotham TV series, they're doing really well. And they've taken it in their own direction, yeah. and and they're staying true to their universe. And they've taken time, like Flash. What are we on season three, four, no, four, four, yeah. four seasons. Yeah. So they've taken their time with it, you know, and 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 with comics you don't get all the answers in in in, in a series of comics yeah. they always leave unanswered questions yeah. or, or if there's an ending yeah. there's like a or is there dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. I mean they took the time with Smallville how long oh, was that it's on, on for like 20 there, years there you go there you go <laughs> yeah he couldn't stay small for much longer could he <laughs> but um, so I just feel like with the franchise I would not be upset and yeah. I would you wouldn't DC you wouldn't be losing I'm not saying I speak for the people but I don't feel like you'd be losing a customer from me no. if you were honest and said right Let's start again with the franchise. Starting with a Batman. And you know, it's not just it's not just Ben Affleck's fault. In the Justice League film, and we heard people also say this as well as we did. They actually said it as we were leaving. As yeah, we were leaving, yeah. and Funk said the same thing yeah. to me. Is like they've managed to turn Batman into a parody. Yeah. And you can't do that. No. Batman's a, Batman is a guy who's constantly challenged by the fact that he's not a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a regular guy. 
and he's got to act like this guy who is invincible. So he gets he gets shot and he's got a a, a, a bullet in his in his shoulder. He has to pretend to keep up the premise to to fit, make yeah. hero scared. Yeah. Is that he's bulletproof? So he has to he has to be physically in his top form. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got him pretending to be this playboy bunny who doesn't really care. Playboy bunny, this playboy guy who's around buying restaurants and is yeah. really flippant and doesn't really care about the people. Yeah. He's just all about his money. Yeah. You know on the other side or and that's not really him either he's yeah. kind of lost his identity since his parents yeah. have been killed that's when he stopped being a kid he had yeah. to be someone else do you know what I mean yeah. and that's a deep storyline yeah. bro yeah. that's a deep deep storyline and and like for all and and I'm not even the biggest fan of the Nolan films I like some of the earlier back, the early 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 like the Tim Burton first oh, okay. yep, that's yep. my favourite one yep. and that was a bit funny and silly in places but yeah. it still managed to keep the level of of you didn't feel like the jokes were coming from Batman though yeah. and, and that's what it is it was just yeah. like Ben Affleck was making jokes and we're just like Batman would never say yeah. that or do that yeah man and and like there's Batman there's like these videos out there like on the internet where they get some high quality I think it's like college humour type videos where they have like horny Batman and it looks like the scene out of <laughs> out of the third <laughs> Nolan Batman film where he gets stabbed where he gets betrayed by yeah, yeah, her name. Yeah. and then she stabbed him he's like hang on we just had sex yeah. and all he's talking about is freakiness but it, it's like a parody of that scenario yeah. when we were watching the film I felt like you know and I feel like I'm DC bashing right now but yeah. pa- Batman was just a parody of himself yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. I, t- I tell you what though. Let's be honest. In terms of casting, Aquaman, yeah. yo, yeah. that was good. Yeah. That was a good casting. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward yeah. to that film. He yeah. looks sick. Yeah. Um, Wonder but the Woman's thing is, great. There's, there's so much scope with those characters because you don't know them. Yeah. So if they do something, you can't really. When I mean you don't know them, I mean from a popular, a populist perspective. Yeah. Because they haven't been pushed out there like Batman you can't finish their sentences as you would do with uh, a Batman character. Exactly. There's been films, there's been Batman films going over like 25 years. But if someone like, I mean, um, the Aquaman character, Arthur Covey, was doing things which I found questionable, but you would have to really be a comic book head to kind of be like, "Mm, Yeah. yeah, because... I felt like he was a bit too com- on the comical side. Yeah. But again, this is where uh, a talk we had uh, uh, um, before with um, the Batman versus Superman um, uh, iteration because everyone is clambering for that, that middle ground, that market. So they're putting mm. humour in there to try and get the kids in there, get the family in there and yeah. they're compromising the characters. But then what happens is that you're going to lose consumer confidence. I, I don't know if I would actually go to the cinema for the next reboot of a Justice League. I will. If they're confident enough to break it down and go for an origin and say, look, we're going to, if they said openly, which I think we'll never hear that. They just broke it down and yeah. went again with the franchise. Yeah. yeah. So we, they just came up with a new Batman. We've yeah. got a new Batman. Yeah. I'd give it a chance. Cause this is how, this is how strong uh, uh, consumer confidence is. If you get something right properly enough, you will go and see. You will go and watch a franchise that you've never heard of before, like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and take your money and go watch it in the cinema. Yeah. Now, I've watched Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know anything about that before it, it came to the screen. It wasn't one of those comic books I read, but because I'd seen what they'd done with the other um, titles yeah. in the in the Marvel universe, I trusted them. Yeah. But like, what are we on? Like. DC have kind of used up all their nine lives now. They, I think they bl- they blew their load <laughs> too early. And they want a second date. 
Yeah, man, they need to, they need to go home. Yeah, they need to they need to uh, <laughs> have a big glass of water. Think about what they did, and come again stronger, man. Yeah, yeah. you know it's a shame. It's a very big shame. But um, anyway, yeah, those Christmas jumpers. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can check out the full range from a link at howtokillanhour.com. Uh, La Noir yes. is a game that we got in in the in the How to Kill Our Studios, and it will be something that's available over Christmas because it's out now. Uh, I'm going to be truly honest; I have not played it. Funk and I both got a copy. Uh, I have not managed to get my hands on it. Funk, talk to me, man. Yeah. What is it like? Because you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of Rockstar. Yeah, one of my favorite game producers. Yeah, uh, yeah, talk to me, man. So I was onto you on this uh, when I saw the adverts that they were bringing this out. Um, it's out on the Switch and the PS4. So initially this game first came out in 2011 mm-hmm. and they've kind of given it a reboot, remaster, mm-hmm. jazzed it up a little mm-hmm. bit, which they've done it with quite a few titles now on PlayStation yep. 4 now. Yep. They've done it with... Um, GTA 5. GTA 5. They've done it with um, uh, the, two, the, the, the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've done it with that game as well. So... Um, L.A. Noir, Rockstar game, so it's it's got a big, big, big reputation behind it. So that's that's a majority of the work done in terms of kind of jumping into uh, untried and untested waters with some titles because mm-hmm. you go in a PlayStation store, you see loads of titles there, you think, why should I spend my money on this? This one is part of the makers of Grand Theft Auto, so you're in good hands. So you know... On that basis alone, the storyline is going to be amazing, tip-top, and the attention to detail and whatnot um, is going to be uh, amazing also. Now, Ellie Noir is set in 1947, I believe. Very specific, but I think I can remember the date. 1947. What, 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 what month? <laughs> yeah, what month? Yeah. yeah. And you play um, this character called Cole Phelps, a very principled, very um, driven, ambitious young police officer who is working in the LAPD mm-hmm. and he's solving, you, you control him in solving a series of um, small misdemeanors and some real, real, real serious graphic murders. And when I mean graphic, I mean like these murders are really graphic. Um, note to anyone out there that's got um, young kids, yeah, this this game is... 18 and over yeah Re- really? really 18 and over not not just like oh bit of swearing here but no this is real 18 and over you're seeing instances where you're talking to the coroner with a dead female body there which you have to kind of examine and you get really close you have to turn the, 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 the uh, sorry so <laughs> you have to turn the the dead person's head examine uh, wounds on the neck um look at all the bruising and examine all the evidence and yeah whilst this woman is fully naked and you're getting all the the, the grisly details of how this woman's being cut up and and sexually assaulted and this one and it. it's a real 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 um intense um perspective on what it is to be um or how they assume it is to be a kind of a, a police officer dealing in, in in homicide but i think that's why I like Rockstar because they don't, they've never really compromised when they've done the whole GTA thing. Even back then in the day, I remember, I remember being <laughs> like younger and um, watching the news, like the, the kind of the morning, um, well, I think it's called this morning 
on ITV mm. and they had the the makers of Grand Theft Auto on on national television and questioning their ethics as to do you feel like you should be releasing a game which kind of um, encourages theft of vehicles and violence and prostitution and Rockstar have always been unapologetic in, in that aspect and here they are again entering into the world of um, criminal investigation and they're just doing it as it as it would be. I mean, that's a, an unpleasant job, so they're going to show you how unpleasant it, it is through um, a video game. So it really drags you into the story and, and you, you feel like, so this isn't kind of like a... so Because when you say explore... Uh, crimes because when, when when i hear rockstar when yeah. not a lot of people hear rockstar yeah. they think gta 5 yeah open roaming driving yeah. around so you're driving yeah. down the street a crime goes and you take a corner or is, it, or is it a bit more guided do they kind of guide your character into situations is it a lot of cut scenes where you have to take in what's being said and so stuff? i mean i'm not like the biggest grand theft auto um player mm-hmm. whatnot but how la noir kind of pans out is that there's a set narrative whereby you progress through the ranks of police officer, moving from traffic to homicide and different aspects, moving up further to detective and so forth. Mm-hmm. But you can break that narrative at certain parts with, I guess, mini games, mm-hmm. whereby there might be a robbery on one part of the LA um, street and you've been called in as a dispatch to kind of okay, deal side, with that. Side missions yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. you get all these side missions and, and, and mini games per se. But... The, the main narrative is set for you in terms of you start off with small misdemeanors, progress in rank to homicide, and then you're hit with this um, larger series of interlinked murders. And then you find out that you're now facing the the prospect of a serial killer. But, right. But... What's also interesting is that as you play the game, when you pick up a newspaper clipping, it goes to a cutscene, and there's this running story of this newspaper clipping of these characters that you've still yet to meet, and one's like a, a criminal psychologist, okay. and, and it's it's just really, really, really cleverly done. Again, with most of these computer game titles these days, the the storyline will rival Hollywood. Yeah. 10 times over kind of thing and I'm always scratching my head like why didn't they turn this into a film or uh, a Netflix TV series because wow. it's just as good so you're saying that Rockstar have written a show that is so they've <laughs> uh, written a, a a game story that's so good it's worthy of cinema you're probably looking at a game which is well my my new favourite TV series that I've recently watched on Netflix is Mindhunter so mm. you're probably looking at, at this kind of occupying that level of entertainment, Mindhunter or True Crime, which mm-hmm. came out a couple of years back with um, not the not the second season, the first season yeah. with um, with with Woody and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, but um, that's what this this game represents. It is that entertaining where you're like literally gripped, where you're watching the cutscene so much, and then like, oh, I have to play again now. Kind of wow. Thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. I'll, I'll I'll look forward to getting my hands on that's a that's a that could be another Crimbo present. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one out there that's actually doing quite a lot is um, another one. An another one 
is and this is quite funny actually funk because i i like i like this uh because you actually are do not play this game and it's a game that many people have played and it's a game that is still floating around in like the top 20 of the uk charts uh, five years after it came out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that is gta 5 yeah why, why have you never played it? Is it just one of those things that you just haven't happened to get your hands on? You just weren't part of it? or um, It's funny you mention that because I think one of the things that didn't appeal to me in some instances, I like in some aspects of gaming a structure. Yeah. And when I used to hear people say, oh, yeah, I'm playing GTA. And I'm just like, that game was released like 25 years ago. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. But I just... I just go and I I pick up the prostitutes and I smash and I run over old people and then we have a chase and then the I get five stars and then the police chase me and then yeah, yeah. and yeah. then and I think so okay that's that's interesting but I've always liked an objective so the thing that never leaped out to me about GTA Five or any of their titles is that is this game even completable because it just seems like you just play it forever it's one of those games where there are storylines, yeah. there's side storylines, and they're movie-like, if I'm honest. So yeah. w- what you like about L.A. Noir, you're probably getting a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But there's like movie-type scenarios in there. There's there's real narrative to the missions. Yeah. And I did have San Andreas for a little bit, yeah. Okay, yeah, so San Andreas, yeah. great. So, you know, San Andreas is probably my favourite GTA mm-hmm. universe, if you want to call it that, or city or islands or however you want to put it. And uh, uh, Easter egg uh, bits of uh, San Andreas are in... In, is it San Andreas? They're in they're in GTA Five, aren't they? There's I think you can see some of the streets in there. Okay, um, but in terms of story with GTA, which is good, that's why I like talking to someone. I, like, I appreciate your honesty saying that you not played it because a lot of people are like yeah, of course I played it. Mm. But um, a lot of the stories, even side missions, have narrative, and they okay. spend. It's like they spend. The reason these games take a long time, I feel like it's just getting the stories down mm. and how to interlink them and mm. GTA 5 is clever because it actually isn't just a story of one guy and how he affects the world it's a story of three people and how they affect the world and work together and oh, what they're doing at different points and how it affects the narrative and how people that aren't connected are connected how people that were previously connected become disconnected yeah. why characters have certain dispositions yeah. so like there might be a character that's always fucking angry yeah. but you see what's going on at home I'd be pissed off if I was at home and I thought something, some funny business was going on with my missus. Yeah. Or there's a character who's like off his face and then you find out why and you see him in a few, well, you might find out why. Mm. You find out a few funny predicaments or there's a customer, or there's a character who's in a big squeeze. Yeah. And you find out why they're so desperate to maybe work for money in a certain situation. Yeah. So you might like that storyline. Yeah. The reason I'm talking about GTA is that I realised it was still like number 17 in the charts when I was out the other day. That's incredible. And GTA 5 was released on like four years ago or something. I was, it was a brother, it was on PS3. It was on PS3. Um, uh, is it 2013? 17th of what? September 2013. 17th of, sorry, Billy, say again. 17th of September 2013. 2013, not 25. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, 2013, 17th of September 2013, 14, 15, 16, four years ago, bro. And it's still in the top. Four years. And I, and I read somewhere it sold us 80 million copies. Wouldn't be surprised. Just, uh, 
Fucking hell, bro. Do you know what's interesting? That's a good game. Yeah, and you know what? This is this is all probably why we talk about music and all, because it's all interlinked in in the wider economy. And I'll tell you why. Yesterday they released figures for inflation and the con- consumer price index, which used to be the old um, uh, RPI, yeah. which had a measure of inflation. They said that inflation has gone up because of games, computer games. And I, and the reason why is because when you have games like titles, especially like GTA, especially like Call of Duty, especially like FIFA, holding their value at a price of like £80 a pop, yeah? Yeah. It's no wonder. Yeah. That's that's the one thing that never has really depreciated over the years kind of thing, the, the price of games. Everything else has kind of roughly... It's, it's kind of dropped off a little bit in price, but game titles has pretty much gone up. Like, it used to be a case of on PlayStation 2 titles used to be like £35, 40 max. Yeah, £60. Yeah, now, now, the, now the, 50, the, the, the bog standard title yeah. is 50 So, with that being said, though, and you feel free to disagree, but I'm going to say that two things hold value in this world. Mm-hmm. And I think... One of them is mobile phones. I think value for money, mm-hmm. uh, considering it's something you use every day and how long it's in your hand for, Yeah, the value for money is amazing. Mm-hmm. Even an iPhone that's a grand, £1,200, Do you think so? in your hand every single... You, something you use that much, uh-huh. compared to all your other tech, your phone is what you use the most. Yeah. I think you, the listener, are going to be hard-pressed to find me something that you hold in your hand more. I hold my dick less than I hold my phone, yeah? <laughs> and I'm a wanker, right? That and then computer games Compu- yeah. for forty quid, fifty quid, sixty quid. Yeah, you could GTA has the whole online world. Yeah, you could yeah, still be I playing agree, that yeah. now. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Or COD mm. online for t- yeah. yeah, you got to pay your and even if you include your online uh, fees, if if you mm. want to be like a plus member or you know you want to get Xbox online, whatever. They've probably the got value the, for money. They've probably ridiculous. got two of the most loyal yeah. fan bases in the world yeah. as well: Call of Duty yeah. fan base and yeah. and Grand Theft Auto faces. Yeah. They're like you're you're, yeah. you're talking like. Um, um, Beyonce, the the the, the yeah. what are they, they called the Beyonce fans, the uh, bees, the beehive, yeah, the, the beehive, ba- the beehive, the beehive yeah. yeah, they're probably like the Call of Duty, yeah. and and you don't you don't come at them, man, exactly, Call of Duty exactly. and Grand Theft Auto, but the value for money though, like real real talk though, the computer games are good value for money, yeah, Do you get me, I think all right, even a pack of cards, that so you, you think that's justified spending, yeah, yeah. A seventy pound, eighty pound yeah. on a title that you still play four years later. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. What else okay. have I had that okay. I could play for four years? Okay. That shit. GTA is so good. It was it was released on the PS3. Yeah. So it was released on another generation of console, and it's still in the top twenty now on mm. the next console. Mm. Fuck me, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's like a film coming out in the cinema. Yeah. Four years ago. Yeah. And still being screened mm. four years later. Yeah, that's true. Top twenty. Do you know what I mean? It's stuck around. Yeah, it's probably dipped out and in and that. Mm. But the reason I got onto that is because they've created a new add-on, uh, Doomsday Heist, it's called. Yeah. Heist, uh, Heist is the online thing where uh, you get together online with a bunch of mates uh, and then you go and do a crime together. You each have different uh, uh, roles that you can allocate. You can talk to each other. You can discuss how you're going to take on things. Okay. And So it's co-op play. It's co-op play. Okay. And you all have an uh, objective and they have very different rewards uh, levels of hardness and stuff like that and you also have a free roam when you can go out and just fuck around and kill people, have people levels kill of hardness pause you know it <laughs> you know it uh, and basically there's a story where there's a billionaire entrepreneur called Avon Hertz and his pet 
and his pet neural network Clifford have stumbled upon some evidence that their outside forces working on a plan so diabolical it could end life as we know it. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of added that super crazy uh, end of the world movie uh, vibe to it. Mm. And that's where you come in because mm-hmm. they need someone crazy enough to take this down. And there are things like tanks, jetpacks, the ability to call your own strike team and orbital cannons. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, they've taken the the game and they've written, what they've done is they've taken a platform that works and they've written a fucking great story yeah. and plonked it in. Do you know what they're doing? They're doing what the Avengers are doing. They created a great bet, bet bottom line game, mm-hmm. a universe, and they're just putting extra storylines yeah. into it. They're putting chapters into the story. Is this downloadable content? Is it free or is downloadable it... content? I need to know how much it costs, Billy. Could you find out how much that costs, please? Because I've I've seen some. Yeah, because I have. Is it seen... free? Okay, so it's a free. <sighs> yeah, so they kind of have a way of rewarding the 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 loyalty of their users as well by dropping this freeness on them, which is great. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, Bruv. I mean, Rockstar as a whole are, are quite a great company. I mean, it kind of touches on uh, another um, aspect I saw in the news yesterday about, um, this was in the, the UK news, mm-hmm. about gaming and gambling, because a lot of this add-on content, which kind of... Microtransactions. It, yes, and that's a big problem whereby your £80 over the, the course of the four years, it isn't actually 80 pound on the face value exactly. not, not with this title yeah. but in terms of other titles because you add on the different packs i think the main um the main culprit of that is um fifa oh, because yeah. i've i've met a mate of mine at, uh, at football i play football every week and uh, he told me about fifa ultimate team yeah. which is this whole kind of um it's like a lucky dip <laughs> kind of scenario which exists where you buy packs online you actually need to fe- pay real money for these packs online. But um, yeah, a friend of mine has spent in the region, okay, he's, he's bought the game to start off with. The yeah. game um, is £50. And then he's bought these ultimate packs and he's racked up, you ready for this? Go on. Five grand. Fuck me. And that's why they're doing it for Star Wars then. Yeah. That's why they did it for the Star Wars game. Oh, really? What do you say, Bill? With the, uh, the Alma team. Because yeah. I've got a, I've got a couple of mates that just I just start just splash with their money on it. Yeah, but um, you can still get the packs through playing the game because you get credits at the end of a match. You can use those credits to buy the packs. Yeah, but to have like a quick shortcut because you can't be bothered to play the game. Yeah, you can buy these extra FIFA points to then undo the packs. But, but the packs that you buy, that you can buy, you, do you, is it? There's is there more a chance that you can get better players with? No, okay. this the same. It's just. Yeah. Where people just can't be bothered to to play the game. It's like a quick shortcut that they use to purchase yeah, more packs. It's fascinating because that's when the addiction thing comes into it. We think it's crazy. Like five hundred quid last year on just packs. It's like what? Five hundred. Five grand from your friends. So that's where they're making their money off those microtransactions. I very much refuse to do that. Okay. I'm not I'm not down with that, man. Okay. I ain't down with that. You've got nothing to show for it as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan. If I drop a £60 on a game, yeah. if I want to get add-on content, that's up to me. If I want to get extra levels of 20 quid, 30 quid in the future, that's cool. Yeah. But... I don't want I don't want charges to play yeah, my game sixty yeah, quid like yeah. if it was a if it was a free if the game was free yeah or f- or a tenner yeah cool do your thing but for me I refuse this whole microtransactions game but obviously they're making money off yeah it. and I think in all honesty it's gambling I'll, I'll be very candid that's the reason why I've stayed away from Ultimate Team because I don't really want to get sucked into a game which I'm so addicted by I've got a very competitive streak as it is yeah and 
the next minute I am buying these packs to try yeah, and fuck that. <laughs> yeah, you, you can play it, but you're at a loss because the people who have the better teams are the people who have just spent loads of money to get yeah, the good players. I see. Fuck. So that. you're at a disadvantage anyway. Okay. Fuck that. And they probably would make that money back by entering those competitions and winning the prize money and all that. Yeah, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they do it all again next year when FIFA 19 comes out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really? Yes, yeah. You can't transfer your team every year. Yes, you just start again. You see, this industry is yeah, ridiculous. Is, I think they need to do an audit on how much this industry is actually worth. Because I think on the face value, everyone knows it's it's a a billion pound dollar industry. But I think it's it's probably into it into the trillions. Ridiculous. Oh, that's why they're doing it then, isn't it? Yeah. That is absolutely ridiculous. Very interesting. Fascinating. Hmm. So, I mean, are you are you are you into this sort of spending, or is this not really your? No, kind of no, activity? no, no. Literally, I try and um, monitor and control my spending, and and like you said, just keep it at what I've paid for, and and what helps that is by picking games like titles like um, the the Last of Us, not the Two of Us. That's what it's called, the Last of Us, yeah. <laughs> Uncharted, yeah. um, even I didn't. I didn't purchase um, uh, the division. Yeah, um, we was kind of playing that on the promo, but that has actual packs again, which you have Fuck to pay man. for that. That Tom Clancy game, but that is an amazing game, very addictive, and I can see how you can kind of get drawn into purchasing additional yeah. content and, homie ain't playing that yeah. man I am sorry if yeah. I'm to cut you off but now nah, fuck that shit man yeah. anyway so that was our that was our, our, our more than an hour two hours episode of, of Christmas bits lots of juicy bits in so there so those are all the bits that you need for Christmas yeah. don't forget every single thing that you hear about on this show you can actually uh, check out links to it by clicking the links in the description plus those funky videos is that right Bill? correct <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yeah, also, don't forget if you want to get involved in How to Kill an Hour, let us know what you're thinking, how we're sounding, how you're feeling. Uh, you can rate and comment us by a link in the description as well. And please, please follow all the socials, howtokillanhour.com. That's right. On that's every, right. On everything. On everything. In the meantime, I have been Marcus Bronzy. I've been Funk Butcher. You have been Funk Butcher, haven't you? How's yeah. it been being Funk Butcher this week? It's been all right. Enjoyed yourself, yeah? Yeah. Cool. I've enjoyed being Marcus Bronzy. We're back in the building, baby. Yeah, good to be back. We're going nowhere. 28, ever. 2018. See you soon. Don't forget about that. Plenty of ways to kill an hour out there. Thank you for killing one with us. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>